Hey Logan, what was on the show tonight? Um, um two fifty talks. Really, we got um. Yes, that's good because we talked about a lot of stuff, including your racing. Yes, but we answered some good questions tonight. Do you remember any of them? A lot of them about two fifty Fs. Yeah, so if you're interested in two fifty Fs or loading up your bike with luggage and winning Rooster Endo, which yep. may be canceled soon. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, we talked about the uh, Moto Click test. We talked about the Rocky Mountain Lex pipe. Um, how to make your bike work better. This show actually might be interesting. Yeah. And Logan says, yeah, so you should listen. If you want to support Tech Talk Taco Tuesday, thank Yamaha, Taco Moto, Scott Sports, Climb, DDC, Trail Tech, Fast Company, and you can always shop through Amazon on our links on dirtbiketest.com. And don't forget the push-through button on Rocky Mountain MC also on www.dirtbiketest.com. Now, here's the show. We are back um, after a one-week vacation. Tech Talk Taco Tuesday and Tequila. Or actually, it should be Tech Talk Tequila Tuesday. Because, like, when was the last time we actually had tacos? Do you remember, Logan? Yeah. Oh, you remember the last time we had tacos? It was a really long time. Okay. Uh, you, You could fix that problem. By making tacos or bringing them, right? I know a guy. You know a guy? That would, <laughs> that would make this a better show if we had. So we're just going to go. It's now, we tried Tech Talk Taco Tuesday and strippers. And, and that, cats. And cats, and that didn't work. Well, stri- we thought strippers was going to be a home run. But uh, Matt didn't promote it right, evidently. So uh, everybody, welcome to the show. Uh, my name is Jimmy Lewis. I'm here with Logan Tyler. Logan has finally finished the works race at the Orleans arena Mm -hmm. without snapping a chain. Yes. Is do you have, so you snapped a chain three times there, right? Yeah. Yeah. Three times. Did, did you blame your dad for that? I was like 10. So he was a God, but (laughs) okay. So, 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 well, if it was three times, it's three years. So it was 10, 11 and 12. Or was it more like... No, it was 10, 10, 11, I think. 10 and yeah. 10 and 11. Oh, so yeah. you've, you've taken a little break. It's been, it's been a few years because mm-hmm. you're, not, you're not 10 anymore. No. Yeah, a little bit older. Uh, well, good job. How, how, how did you place? That's the question. Not good. Not good. Trophy? No. Participant award? Yes. Oh, good. Okay, good. We're all happy now. Really short podium interview. Really short. You or, got on or, the podium, or not? Not podium interview. I should uh, say after show, after race interview. interview. Yeah, there we go. What happened five <laughs> seconds ago? Oh, this is the after race interview. Yeah. Well, let's pretend you're on the podium. Do you want to thank your sponsors or anything? How'd your race go? You have a lot of fans in this show. Yeah. I mean, people on this show want to know what Logan's up to. That's why I'm asking because I don't know. I was in Mexico. Yeah. And no matter what, I'm going to tell you what I did. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so. The better story was last weekend when he did 70 la- miles in a. Yeah. Right. Well, I was going to I was going to get to that later. Yeah. It's kind of like this show where we get lost in the weeds. Yeah. That's what Logan does when he goes off road racing these oh, days. But confined into a stadium, <laughs> didn't go too bad. So okay. Well, this is the show where technically we talk about 
motorcycle and motorcycle related products. Yeah. We answer what? Your questions? Our questions? The viewers' questions. Viewers' questions. Tell mm-hmm. everybody how, because I, I got to get busy on something here. Tell everybody how they can submit their questions. Uh, live on the Facebook um, Facebook live show that we do at 7 o'clock every Tuesday. Right. Uh, that's one way. And you, YouTube, yeah, 7 p.m. Pacific. Mm-hmm. So if you're watching this right now and it's live, there's a chat room. Yes. And then you can uh, you can get in there. They're on YouTube or Facebook, and it all comes up. We actually see it on our. How, do, how does that work? The, every once in a while, you put it up on the you you can put the chat up on the screen so people can see this. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, I can put it on right now. Actually, if I wanted to, here we go. Boop. Yeah. And, I've, I've had it off for a couple shows because. Uh, People are actually more people are asking for it to go away than for it to come on. So oh. uh, it's been off for a little bit, but we can put it back I, on. I it's my show. I do what I want. There no. you go. We that's, can just we can it. just put it up there every once in a while. Just drop it up there. If a good yeah. question comes up that we're not getting to, mm-hmm. you can put it up there, and then we'll look stupid. I mean, I'll look stupid for not answering the question. And then they can blame. Got it. Somebody else. Got it. Well, technically, it would be my fault because I'm the one who kind of keeps track of these questions as they come in. Right. So. That's good. It's good. So um, keep going. Tell everybody, get off your phone. We're not, I know, what are you going to, are you going to submit a question for me? No, I'm going to look at the questions. Oh, you're, <laughs> yeah, that's, oh. Your, that's your other job. Yeah. yeah. Speaking and, of, and, and speaking of him looking at the questions, I should actually share this with him. Oh, oh yeah. You should share the questions with him? Yeah. Good. We're on top of it. One week off. I can't figure out where the buttons are. I mean, I almost lost the voice of my Tron. But, uh. Yeah, good good start. Um, Jim Garbus says super hunky for show one fifty. That would be interesting. I should call up Rick and see if he would be interesting and in, interested in doing it. You know, <laughs> I got Nate, crazy Nate Shakwa. So if you're familiar with super hunky and you, you you know a little bit about him, you would also know who crazy Nate Shakwa is. It's pronounced Shakwa and spelled the same way. We did a Better Rider podcast with him that drops on Thursday, right? Correct. And uh, it's it's a little bit more like this show than it, it, the, it is the best. It's the best Better Rider if you don't want to learn how to be a better rider. Let's put it that way. His 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 little nugget wasn't necessarily Jimmy Lewis approved. No, there's not much that <laughs> Nate's done uh, that, that that's really Jimmy Lewis approved. Other oh. than he's taught me a lot about like living life, how to yeah. how to live life to the fullest and uh you know just have a have a have a good time and and uh yeah I, it was good it was good i had a i had a good time it doing was, it it was fun i think we could have kept going for another hour yeah, well we shut the we shut we thought we shut the mics off yeah a little too early but we caught the nugget at the we end caught right the nugget and if, <laughs> if that's, uh, that's gonna that can go on this show right we have it set up to go on this show if if you give me a few minutes i can actually i think i record i think i cut out the snippet that we were thinking of let's no let's save it let's save it for if we get rick on okay it would be awesome to play that because he him and nate were really good friends and uh <laughs> good i good I, times. I love i definitely loved one of the stories of nate and uh and super hunky. Yeah. <laughs> they uh they did things a little different back then, Logan. <laughs> more more your dad style, I think. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, okay. Um, so what happens is the, on this show, uh, we take your questions live. We have questions that people submitted through email. Uh, every once in a while, I check my Facebook something or other messenger and a question will get put in there. Uh, so lots of different ways to communicate with us. And then we do our best to give you an honest, no nonsense answer. And I wanted to kind of go back to, to actually we'll do that later. Cause I wanted to go back to that one question about the recluse clutch. Mm-hmm. My bike came, you know, basically the question was the guy said, my bike came with a recluse clutch. And I think I should learn how to use the clutch, not let the recluse do all the work for me. What should I do? And then there was some talk about um, basically un- unscrewing because it was on a KTM on a hydraulic one. He was talking about like unscrewing the free play gain. So it worked like a normal clutch, but then the recluse still does stuff. So we didn't think that was a good idea. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't know if we actually said it on the show was, man, find somebody with your bike that doesn't have one that wants a recluse and just trade the parts. Because – he didn't get the box with all of his stock parts in there and and there's lots of little pieces in there but if you if you if you can just take everything out of a stock one and take everything out of yours and just switch them that guy will now have a recluse and the same problem that you have if he ever wants to sell it and uh back to that so i think we just fixed that question got Pretty it good. i think the reason he didn't like the recluse was it wasn't well it was more that he didn't like it. I don't think it was set up properly. I was telling him maybe he should, uh, you know, adjust the springs, you know, change the springs, change the maybe the weights in the in the clutch. But yeah, to make a long story longer, we can uh, we can help you with technical questions. Uh, so what's our? Uh, oh, you know, what we should probably talk about sponsors. I was gonna I was gonna get to. You're that. gonna. I just forget that all the time. Right, right. We 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 are. Uh, Logan, who sponsors this show while I while I get busy here. Yamaha, Takamoto, Scott Sports, Climb, DDC, Trail Tech, Fast Company. The Amazon and Rocky Mountain links are on dirt bike test on the posts. You okay. Guys put up. So if anybody in the chat um, could understand what Logan just said about the Amazon links and the Rocky Mountain links, let us know. Okay. Because you should probably explain that a little bit better. Tell them like at the bottom of the stories in Fresh Dirt, there's a there's a there's a thing down there, and you can type in there and go to Amazon or the Rocky Mountain banner. You click on it and you go there, and then since you go there through our site, that's www.dirtbiketest.com, we get a little piece of that, and it does help. It pays for your appearance fees. Just think that came out of my mouth, and then count that as the score. You have a really good way of just deflecting. The, the the slam mm-hmm. just just full de- deflecting yeah really is that we're gonna be a politician no no because <laughs> those guys just need to talk but it's kind of like me just like the mouth moves and just stuff comes out you're just filling space but unlike me you just have to say things that make people feel good all the time mm-hmm. and sometimes my i've hurtful hurtful words you ever notice that yeah <laughs> Um, the Jimmy Lewis offroad.com online course. If you use code tech talk 22, you get how much percent off? It's 10%, right, Matt? It's, it's 10%. 10%. Uh, Nate's better rider podcast coming out Thursday. Fast company making flex handlebars, spoke torque wrench, impact pegs, brake clevis. 
the rear brake um, pedal clevis, and it, and, it, and it has the spring in there, so you can you can oh. you take the spring. You know the spring on the KTM that breaks or falls off a lot. That you take that out, and then actually puts it in. It's like a really trick, like full factory part, is what it is. So, out of all of our sponsors, whose stuff do you use? Um, Scott's during the winter. Scott climb. goggles. Yeah, during the winter, climb. Oh, um, oh, only climb during the winter. Hey, did you see Matt's gear? Yeah. He looks like a trophy. Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> hey, well, I got, I got to wear it these last couple days while uh, doing some private lessons. And that gear is fantastic. You look like a trophy. That's all I'm going to say. It's, it's black. <laughs> with, with or without the gear. Black with gold letters. It's oh, pretty, yeah. pretty sweet. Did you, did you get me a, a, your sizes for the climb order when we did it? I was late. You were late. I that's think. and that's why you don't have yes. really awesome vented climb gear for the summer. Yes. Oof. Uh, Oof. I think that's it. Prospect goggle? You running the prospect? Yep. You need tear offs? Mm, haven't. You haven't needed tear offs. No, I, I So you're so far back that you're not even getting roosted. No, I'm I have your tear offs. <laughs> I've got a lot of tear offs. They send me tear offs and I never get roosted. So I can sponsor you, bro. All right. Do you have tear-offs yeah. for uh, climb goggles? Yeah, I have those too. I might take a pair just because I I yeah. like to keep them keeping the yeah keeping the brand. That's good. Yeah. Uh, I have I, a Yamaha. I have something you can buy off Takamoto. Hey, so your Yamaha's for sale? YZ two fifty S. Yeah, you should like. There's a lot of people that might be looking for that bike. You say, hey, I got a Yamaha for sale too. It's the white model. Okay, not just the blue one. What year is it? Nineteen. Nineteen. Oh. Hmm. Uh, my dad has something from Fast Company, right? And hey, did you get the you got the new bars? Showed right up. Yeah, it was gonna be like three weeks, and bam, they're there. Yeah, they're 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 back in. They're they're. I think they were helping the supply issues. Or you like a bend that's not the super popular one because whatever I like is like they seem to be back ordered like quite a bit. But then again, you don't have sixty motorcycles to try to keep bars on, which is I a, a little problematic. So anyways, all of these sponsors are, um, we like all of them. And um, I, I generally, uh, I've told a couple of people that I didn't, we didn't want them. I mean, we did, we did, we wanted their money, but we, I couldn't honestly say that I really, really like their stuff. They kind of wanted me to promote something that maybe wasn't up my alley. And so it's not to say that the product was good or bad. It was just, um, it was I can't, I couldn't, they wanted me to say something that I organically couldn't say. And so I didn't. So all of this stuff is, is stuff that I use, use regularly, uh, really like it. And they're supporting the show. So if you like the show, support them. Or if you want to know why I use it or why you should or shouldn't use it, I'll tell you. So work for you. And if you want um, tours in Costa Rica, go to Costa Rica Unlimited. They have gas, gas and KTMs, two strokes and four strokes. U.S. guides. Did your dad book your tour yet? He wants to. He wants he wants to. to. And if you tell him you heard about it on Tech Talk Taco Tuesday, we heard that that you get the palatial suite. When you talk to him about booking, say I heard about it on Tech Talk, and say Don't, does that does that mean I get the the suite, the best room, the presidential suite, something like that? Yeah. So okay, um, let's get right into uh, the questions on the on the show here. 
Again, these were submitted by email. And um, Troy Hicks wants to know, how did Jimmy not get killed in Mexico by the cartel? Cartel is scared of me. I'm pretty sure. I I've, I had a really good time down there. I was kind of a little freaked out about going down, but um, I went down with um, Norris for the Mexican 1000. And really I flew through the, the, the border crossing things. The, the worst, the, the worst attitude was the guy coming back into the United States. He got a little pissed off that my front license plate wasn't on my truck. And that I had a, that I lived in Nevada and had a California license plate on my truck. And he was, it really, it bothered him. And I said, Oh, I'm going to visit my wife in California and this is her truck. And the license plate fell off when I was doing a recovery, you know, I had a winch on the front and which, you know, is, close enough to the truth <laughs> so we so we actually used it to pull a pull a mexican dude his truck just flew off the high off the side of the road which isn't hard to do there and so me and mike shirley pulled over and like hey buddy you need any help and they were kind of like baracho i guess is the word they use down there yeah super baracho but it was real early in the morning so i, I don't know if they got some sleep and so i'm hooking i pull my winch Got a really strong, like twelve thousand pound Warren winch, and just pulling out there. And these guys are like, they they hooked it to like to the to the smallest thing. I'm like, no, dude, this is gonna rip it off. Get you know, get underneath there and get something good. So you know, he got it all good and stuff. And then we started hearing chickens. And this is it's like a it's like a Chevy truck with you know, and there's nothing in the back, just some stuff in the back, and like there's chickens. Like, what the heck? And so anyways, we winch it and stuff. And I thought it was maybe just in the bushes, but we weren't near a city or nothing. So we yanked the thing. It was way deep, buried in the sand, yanked it, drug it, put, got it back up onto the road. I hear chickens. <laughs> They're cockfighters. <laughs> they had their, those chickens are worth so much to them yeah, that they yeah. keep them in the truck. They ride in the truck with them. Yeah. So there's, 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 there's your Mexico. That's Mexico. Yeah, that's Mexico Good for Mexico. you. So. Okay, first question, Logan. Dylan Honeywell. I have a 2019 YZ250F, 250FX, about 75 hours on it. I bought the bike with 60 hours on it. I am experienced, cons considerable, experiencing considerable clutch drag and want to replace the clutch. I'm sure the discs are warped due to clutch abuse slash heat. Should I try the Tusk Git discs? Or just go for a Henson. I'm not ready to spend all the money on a recluse yet. So you should, no matter what you do, you should go through Rocky Mountain MC through the dirt bike test link. And uh, that's that's where you're going to go get whatever clutch plates you want. And I'll tell you, I have used Tusk clutch plates on some of my KTMs and have had nothing but success with them. So they, they, I, it was in um, in one of our 250s. Actually, I think it's the black one. You know, the little short one that gets rented a lot? Yeah. So that one has a Tusk clutch in it. And these are older RFS bikes. You know how some of them, when they're when they're cold, you pull in the clutch and they and the bike stalls because they – have you ever noticed it happen on that one? No. Yeah. It's, it's good. I mean, and then it's in one of the – it's in one of the 350s, I believe. One of the three fifties with the stock with a with the stock clutch. I pulled out the it actually had a recluse in it, but since we're using it as a rental for the school, I pulled everything out and I just ordered up a set of um tusk stuff and threw it in there. And it's it's marked on the side cover someplace so I know which one it is, but I can't tell which one it is. So it's working. 
And uh, so on KTMs, I'm absolutely and but KTMs have really really good clutches. Um, Yamahas, I've always had. And what year did he say? 2019. Man, I think they kind of fixed it by then, but. Just a little bit earlier than that, I used to be really picky about the FX and the WR clutches. I didn't like them. And if you look at the part numbers, they're mixing like different plate materials and different um, steels and metal plates in there. It's a it's a pretty complicated like mix of uh, parts. So, and and I was when I was picky about it. It was mostly when I was in really technical stuff and I was I was clutching, you know, it was the WR I know for sure. I was kind of clutching it. It just would engage at weird times. Not that not that it was like from being worn out, but it was just like when the friction would get to a certain point, it would all of a sudden really, really grab. And I ended up going back to like all motocross plates. Whatever the motocross bike had in it, that's what I put in in the thing. So um I would I would give that tusk, especially at the price. I don't I don't think you're going to, I don't think you're going to complain and you'll probably, you know, if, if you get good life out of it, let us know for sure. Let us know. Um, but, uh, I would just go ahead and replace everything and you'll probably be pretty happy. So yeah, that's, uh, that's what I would do. The only thing I want to add to that is that I have the Tusk plates in my 300 and no complaints. Yeah, there we go. That's, that's not, that's not strike three. That's three. Uh, votes of approval. Yep. So here at the at the, the table, the, the council approves. The council. Have you used them yet, Logan? Used what? Tusk clutch plates. Yeah, it's been a while. It's been a while on the eighty-five. Sixty-five. Sixty-five. Maybe oh, that's a long time ago. You oh, should know all this stuff. Weren't what? What were you doing when your dad was putting those plates in? Sitting right next to him. Okay. Did you take them out of the wrapper? Is that your job? What was your job? Just sitting there and, and it was, I know it's like most dads would say, just sit here and be quiet and watch what I do. But he doesn't have to say the second part. Yeah. Just no, sit I, here. <laughs> hey, Logan has a little bit of victory going on. He's prepped his own bike for two races and had really tempester and tires, everything. No. Prepped your own bike and no no complications with the bike. No. no. It's obviously. I didn't even look at it, Jimmy. I didn't even. Oh, he just said. I mean, that's zero, good. Zero. Like I had didn't even look at it. Right. I know I've crushed a finger in clutch plates once. Explain. Uh, KLR six fifty. He was working on them, and I walked up next to it and just pulled in the clutch. The uh, pulled in the clutch, and I hear screaming, and. Oh, I think he got it stuck behind the thing. Oh. Yeah. No, it was your finger I crushed. Oh, oh I squished. <laughs> so, yeah, danger. Okay. Two for two on red yeah. traps. That's good. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. That's, I mean, I, I'm amazed. I've seen him work on stuff around here. It's a little scary. It's I have to double better. check. It's getting better all of a sudden fast. Maybe you can teach Matt. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe you can teach Matt. Matt just pushes those two buttons over there and makes this show work. I push the two buttons and I teach people how to ride. I don't teach people how to work on them. <laughs> okay, next question. Bill Hall, on a group ride, what type of radio brand and model would you recommend for single track riding? If you would recommend it at all. Um, I'm not a big radio guy. Never have been. And so in the reason is, is I've seen people get really complacent. With the radio, they think that the radio's there, and they think it's going to warn them about everything. And then you go over a rise or something, and the radio doesn't work or whatever. So 
um, yeah, and then and then they just they just cut out a lot. I there was a company called Cardo that was making some stuff that were you know just the helmet the they mount in the helmet and you could play your music. You actually at the time had to run a wire and uh, and it was funny because I could play my music and somebody else could also listen to my music on their thing, but it would cut out all the time. So like they were like, that's cool if I'm right on your ass and stuff, but if I get a little bit back, it starts cutting out like dropping a call sort of a thing. And so it was not that cool for them. It was cool for me, but I, I'm not a big, I'm not a big radio guy. I'll tell you what, I know that um, PCI uh, radios makes the high end stuff that a lot of the racers use. And they have some, they have some kind of stronger stuff as opposed to the little helmet ones that, that run through different methods, whether it's, you know, it's, it's all has to do with the frequency and stuff. I'm not an expert on it and I've never had super good luck um, with it. So yeah, can't be, can't be Cats telling inside. You. Oh, found, found a cat in here. Yeah. Uh, in here. There must be the door on the other side of the house must be open. <laughs> I heard it. Yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah. Do you use radios? No, no. I've seen, I see, I heard I've seen a little bit that that now that that the dads put the radios on the kids' helmets and they just yell at them the whole time from the side of the track. I run AirPods when riding pit bikes, but okay, but not radio. No, yeah. Well, you could do that, and you could take a call, and it could work like a radio, right? Yeah, I do that. You just take your calls while you're out ripping pit bikes. Yeah. Do you talk more then than you do? I'm a really good listener during that. Okay. <laughs> Just checking. Okay, next question. Definitely real person says, hi. Definitely real person. You didn't give me a name, so that's what okay. I gave this person. Definitely a real person. Ear emoji. There. Nice to meet you. I have a female friend with a good financial. She has, she have no time to make friends for busy work. Now she must, she wants to marry a man between 27 and 55 years old. If you are more than 27 years old to 55 years old, reply the number one and click the link to message her immediately. Oh. Finger down, finger down, finger down. Wish, wish you have a happy life. Oh, which, um, how, which, old, how old are you, Logan? Not that old. Rules you out, Matt? Uh, freshly 25. Not old enough. Not old enough. That yeah. leaves me. Yeah, that's just you. Um, I wonder why I get these emails. You go, you go out of the country <laughs> and all of a sudden this is what, this is what comes in. Um, yeah, look what you have to look forward to. You know, if you ever have a hard time finding chicks, Logan, they're out there. That's just proof right there. Yeah. What, and what is she financially? What? Financially... Good financial. With a good She's financial. With a good financial. Bob Howell, oh, you're out of the league too. She has to have a good balance. Uh, Jimmy, you didn't hear the question, did you? I didn't, but I'm 49. You fit. He fits. Uh, you want to cut that one out and take it to him? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Go. Good female with good financial. Might have found Logan. Yeah. <laughs> Logan might have just hooked you up. <laughs> okay. Step mom for Logan. Next question. <laughs> step dude. Logan gets a step dude. Yeah. <laughs> Two fifty XC shootout video. George Ed Edwards says, "Shame they didn't mention the Yamaha stalling issues as well. 
Also, Honda and Kawasaki for having a five-speed close ratio gearbox. They should have at least a wide ratio six-speed version. Obviously, being cheapskates, shame on both max- manufacturers. Uh, so he's he's praising KTM for having a, a six-speed. It's what what I'm getting at there is I just like I don't listen to what he says. I'm trying to figure out what his real point is, and he's really he's really trying to praise the. The, the bikes that have the six speeds, which is the KTM, the Husqvarna. We need those two bikes that we tested. We t- had the gas gas, correct? Mm-hmm. Correct. That's what he's that's what he's getting at. Well, guess what? <laughs> guess what? KTM just actually on the 250s. The yeah. 250 is the only one that keeps the six speed. Mm-hmm. Um, all the other XCs are now down to five speeds. Yeah. Why? I don't know. I don't I don't agree either. I, I'm more with this guy on the I, li- I like the six speed. But you know, I guarantee you that they do that. They're doing, yeah, for sure. It's it's cost cutting, but I'll bet you even more they're going to drop X amount of weight. That's the probably their biggest thing, and it's mm-hmm. it's going to cost a little less, but they're going to drop weight. And they probably kind of globally look at like where these bikes are sold and what they're being used for. You know, GNCC racing, Grand Prix racing. Mm-hmm. Out in the West, you can definitely use a six speed, but. If you're using the sixth, you're probably never using first. And so you just gear it accordingly. Right. So, yeah, you guys screwed up by not mentioning that. I'm going to give him that. Uh, and then what was his other? Um, Yamaha stalling. stalling issues. Did it stall on you? I am unaware of any stalling issues with that motorcycle because that was my favorite one to lug, honestly. Yeah, I I would I would have to agree with you. Um, and I'm thinking of even just a few years back or where where the Yamaha stalling issues are. So I don't I, I don't think I've ever ever since they've switched the motor around, I've never encountered any stalling issues on the Yamahas I've ridden. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't remember them either. I don't know where the Yamaha stalling issue. It must have been motocross action must have had a stalling issue, and that's why he thinks that's an issue. Could be or or. Mm-hmm. You know, his favorite, whatever his favorite <laughs> reviewer is, they have stalling issues. But if if it's brought up in a, in a, in a, usually that's the cool thing about doing the comparisons is that kind of stuff does stand out. Mm-hmm. You know, because if you, if the stalling issue is you, the rider, then you're going to stall all of the bikes as opposed to like just one bike was stalling all the time. Mm-hmm. But if one bike is stalling all the time for you, and this has been, I was kind of orchestrating these shootouts and, and control them. It was like, Hey, did you adjust the clutch lever? You know, especially after I get off of it. Cause I run my clutch lever a little bit close to the bars for some riders. Yeah. Or was the brake pedal too high? And like, huh? Did, did you notice the brake pedal? No, it just kept stalling. And it's like, Oh, the brake pedal's high in that bike. Mm-hmm. I noticed it, but it didn't cause it to stall. I mean, cause I noticed it, but little things like that. So, um, Sometimes the stalling issue is the bike setup. It's the rider as opposed to the, the, the bike characteristics. So I don't know about the Yamaha stalling issues. I didn't ride these bikes, so I can't speak to it specifically. But um, generally, Trevor is pretty good with that stuff, and you would have picked it out too. That's why I asked yeah. you. Well, we were in very, for the most part, we were riding a lot of tight single track you know, for photos and videos. And uh, I don't recall once stalling that bike. Just all any others? Uh, no, not really. Well, okay. So anytime that I stalled a motorcycle, it I totally was expecting it to stall. You did like, it, yeah. Like, like 
like I was a gear too high and I missed, I missed shifting down at just the right moment. You know, I shifted a little too late or something like that. Got it. Okay. Next question. DMV E36. I'm not sure about you guys, but I can't seem to find any Hondas in stock. It like the factories are delayed. Oh, you mean they don't just give you the motorcycle uh, DMV 36? Like, like we, they just gave it to us to test. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, there's, there's supply chain issues um, for sure. Uh, oh, and yeah. still, you know, still with certain things. It seems like the KTM shipping containers got unloaded like in the last three months because people are actually getting their KTMs. You know, you see pictures of them all over it. Like, look at me, I got my bike. Look at me, I got my bike. <laughs> and, uh, um, but, uh, I'm not on any Honda pages where I'm kind of aware that the plug has been uh, pulled, but yeah, it's just, uh, unfortunately it's a sign of sign of our time. So uh, Curly says that email was a scam. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I never would have picked that up. Oh, that it's a, mm-hmm. Oh, that it's a, you, you couldn't tell either. I don't, yeah. I know. I didn't either. I thought it was legit. He's, he's saying it's a dude. If it has good financial, well, that's good news for you. With your grinder account, you can get no. those numbers up, buddy. Uh-uh. Oh, uh, no. I, yeah. d- wait, what's more important? Social media or or uh, good okay. You know, one of these days I, I kind of want to actually make you a grinder. <laughs> uh no. Get photos of you in the Cherubies uh sexy shirt. Oh, yeah. y- y- there's they, there's there's, there's plenty a video somewhere of you doing a beer mile in Death Valley in that shirt. On my phone. There it is. <sighs> That, that's that's your i could probably account. get i could probably with that video you could post that video and i'll yeah. bet you i could get more followers than oh yeah 70 percent of the people on grinder probably yeah this is a, this, this is is elon musk on grinder yet uh no but it is important to distinct uh, i want to make an important distinction it's not a social media platform so it's not oh. really like a followers okay yeah and you don't get thumbs ups uh, you can get thumbs up. I don't know how similar it is to Tinder, but. You know a lot about it. Oh, yeah. Okay, next question. J Smith, 809. Good review. The FX is the bike to have. I like mine better than the KTM 300, but I Whoa. have also owned a 22 Honda 250F. And its middle name is Agile. It's the most, almost too agile. Agree with the other ninety percent of his comments. The Honda is really good looking bike. Well, somebody agrees with us. Yeah, and they took yeah. the time to write it down. They did. They did. And there was and there's important distinction that I made a comment that made you raise your eyebrows about how I felt like it. it the the Honda was fairly planted, like especially in a straight line. Mm-hmm. Like I felt like it. It wasn't as. Uh, what's the word I'm thinking for? Twitchy. I, the, I, it wasn't as twitchy or as his term. I, I said it wasn't as uh, as agile okay. as I felt like compared to the Cowie because I felt like the Cowie. I that was like my most com- the most comfortable bike for me to hop on, and I instantly felt like it was very light and I could turn it really quickly. You know, initiate a turn really quickly. Right. With that compared to the Honda. Yeah, and sometimes so. it's, sometimes it's, it it could be how it's set up, how that bike mm-hmm. particular is set up. You know, and it could be it could be also just where you're riding on it. You know, how mm-hmm. have to do with whether it's set up like sag or, or, you know, fork height or, or bar position where they're rotated forward and back, it can make mm-hmm. a big difference. But right. I think they're all getting, they're all getting really good. So they, they, they all are. And that's one thing I've wanted to, 
point out about his comments. He said that the Yamaha is the, is the bike to have. And one thing I want to clarify is I think any of these bikes can fit someone perfect, uh, someone's needs just fine. You know, I told, Tre- I told Trevor, I said, I said, you know, in, in my world, when we used to do this kind of comparison where you go and pick a winner and stuff, my next thing would be to take the last place bike, the one I was least happy about, mm-hmm. take it and then modify it to make it the best. Right. Like what would I have to do to this bike? Which is a lot of times it was a lot of work mm-hmm. and it wasn't the easiest, it wasn't the easiest thing to, uh, to do. And sometimes it was impossible, but it was like, Hey, let's take this one that, that, that wasn't the best. And can you, you know, how can you fix it? What steps would you take? So, and actually I was going to, I, I, I was, when I was talking to Trevor about this, um, with that moto click, we have, we have some questions about this also, mm-hmm. which is a, you know, telemetry for your suspension. Um, I was telling him how he could use that to, to affect the, the gas, know, gas. To, to do it. And, and also to test your suspension tuner out, mm-hmm. you know, and then see how, you know, especially if you brought the suspension tuner, some, some charts, and this is a tool that, that can be used for that. So we'll get into that a little bit later. Mm-hmm. Next question. MX Engineer 1. Great video, Matt. I like your direct and to-the-point ranking and summary of each bike. YZ250F slash FX really sets the bar for the potential throttle torque feel for a 250F. Did you try any different maps on the 250FX? Any comments on the chassis feel between the bikes like aluminum versus steel? Did you try a vented airbox cover on the gas gas or get the map switch so you can try different maps. And that that's to you, but I just didn't because I always interject. So yeah. I do. I remember that guy's email address. He's, a, he's actually, I believe he is, I don't remember his name, but I mm-hmm. believe he's actually a Honda engineer. Oh really? He works at Honda. And I don't, I don't think he's, I think he's on the, on the UTV um, side by side side. Cause I, I've had some discussions with them before, mm-hmm. but, uh, um, yeah, good good questions. Yeah. And and then the, actually the reason why I included this one was because I wanted to kind of admit something. Like when it comes to the steel frame versus aluminum frame, I'm not necessarily as in tune with the motorcycle to really feel the difference between like the flex and everything that I know it gets brought up a lot. All I know is that I do tend to enjoy the aluminum flame uh, frames a little bit more uh, when it comes to like wide sweeping corners, you know, ones that don't require quick little, uh, quick little initiations of the turn. Right. Uh, what, what I do prefer about the steel frames is I do feel like they're just a little bit more planted. Huh. Um, I don't okay. know. I don't know if that makes sense there. If what I just said makes sense, but I no, it, it, it's like I said, it's a feel thing. Yeah. I, I mean, they, they do perform differently. My, mm-hmm. in my experience and, and it's getting to the point now where, They've taken and they've added enough flex into the aluminum frames, and they they've stiffened up the steel frames in the right ways. Because mm-hmm. before they would just try to try to light, you know make one more flexy and one stiffer without a whole lot of science behind it when there was the first aluminum frames. But the um, you know for sure they have you know learned with all this stuff, so it's. I think if you blindfold most people and had them hop on a bike and say, okay, steel or aluminum, probably not going to be able to tell you. Yeah. I, I, for me, I have to hit like, like sharp bumps 
And that's when I notice it. Like when, when and it, ha- it has to be like kind of hard packed ground and, and kind of kicker bumps. And it really helps like kind of like you say, you know, if you're, if you're just doing it in a straight line, not so much, but if you're turning just ever so slightly, mm-hmm. then I can, I can kind of pick it up. Right. So now I don't feel so bad for saying I really have a hard time differentiating between the two. For me, it's more about suspension and so how it's set up. Ty- and, and, and it, but it, to, in order to quote, feel the frame, mm-hmm. probably better have the same tires, similar tires for sure. Need to have the same tire pressure. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, you have to kind of just, to just hop on one bike and another and, and have a jacked up setting in one You're it's that, that all of a sudden that's not the frame. That's the jacked up setting. That's the, right. the, you know, stiffer tire makes now to me, a stiffer tire carcass makes more difference than an aluminum frame, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's that simple. So you, you can put a heavy tire on a bike and a heavy, thick tire on the bike. And it doesn't matter what frame it is. You feel the thick, heavy st- tire. And then you say, Oh, the aluminum frame's too stiff. <laughs> it's like, okay. So, um, I already talked about the recluse clutch that I think I yeah. cleared up that one. Mm-hmm. So yep. got that. Past that moto click test. John Jackson says, glad to see that this technology is made available to the public. This could be a game changer for people that didn't know what they want or the capabilities of their suspension. Suspension mapping is going to be a thing, just like the engine maps has in the recent years. Now, when are we going to see semi-active suspension for dirt bikes? Well, semi. The question is, when are we going to see? Um, not, not for a long time. That's. I think that's uh, pretty far out there. I. I think. I mean, are there? Where is it legal? Any place is the, is active suspension legal in any kind of racing stuff right now? Because that's where. You know, the, and, and there's a huge cost that comes with it. Once it gets legal in the. In the racing, then all of a sudden manufacturers will, or aftermarket will make it, and then manufacturers will start thinking about having it. Um, right now, like in, on adventure bikes, they have electronic adjusted suspension. And on most of them, it's a, it's a preload adjuster. And that's so if you put your wife or luggage on the back, you can push a button and it cranks preload into it. Or they, have a, they, 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 they adjust the um, rebound most of the times. And it's getting better. They're they're actually, um, it's funny. Even that Harley Adventure bike, uh, when you slow down, it lowers the bike because you know it wants to have more travel and stuff. So it it lowers the bike down. Um, it, and I guess through a combination of spring preload and some damping control, so it just sacks the thing out. Um, but it's it's coming. But I don't think it's going to be. I don't know whether it would be that I'm sitting there trying to think of like when it would actually be an advantage. Cause the problem is, is when you as a rider get used to something and if the, if the computer picks up something that's not what you think and the, and the suspension reacts and you know, you load the bike a certain way or you expect it to hit a bump a certain way and it does something a little bit different, that's going to screw up the, the rider. And even now with, you know, like a lot of times with the, the high level fuel injection tuning and stuff, you know, these things have traction maps that they call them traction maps that sense rate of RPM increase. And so it's kind of, it's not really traction control because that's not allowed. But like a, a lot of times the riders, they, they, 
you know, they, they don't know what the bike's going to do because it, it's doing, it's thinking, you know, it's, it's actually thinking for you. So I don't know if it's going to be a good thing, but for tuning your suspension, and here's what I told Trevor. I said, you take the bike that you like and ride it around a, a track, a known track that that's, that's consistent, ride it and check out the graph and take the bike you don't like, ride it around the track and overlay the two graphs and see now you can see in the way the suspension's moving in a in a, like a, a a visual representation of what it is that you like and don't like and then you can kind of break it down is it low speed compression is it high speed compression is it the way it's rebounding is it you know is the bike squatting is it you know spring rates at that point there's a lot of stuff you could see and then you could say hey i like this characteristic and then use that information to go back in and do a a, a setting change on the one that you don't like. Mm-hmm. So, so use, you know, if, if you can't necessarily feel it, but at the same time, you would have to take a bike that, you know, and ride it and then figure out what it takes to make the changes on the graph. Like what does adding compression do to the graph, you know, where the shock, what does reducing compression do? So you'd have to isolate all the different things so that you could, figure out what it was. So you'd say, Hey, I need to do this to this bike or, you know, and what does maybe ride height, you know, make a ride height adjustment. Does that all of a sudden allow that bike to perform the same as one that you, one that you like. So that's, uh, that's what I told him he should, he should do to figure out how to take one he doesn't like and turn it into one that he does like. So, and then you could maybe show it to a suspension guy that's really sharp and they could probably, cause they, uh, the, the high level guys, the guys that tune the factory bikes, they look at this stuff all the time. They know, you know, they've they've done this. The guys that do production testing on stock bikes, um, they use this stuff. They know what what that thing is, and now it's sort of avail- available to the the average consumer. So um, we got a question in the chat. I'd like to hit it real quick. Eric Wyden, what does he say? Thoughts on filling handlebars with silicone to reduce some vibration for the poor man's fix that can't afford flex bars. I've seen this method on forms and never tried it. So uh, to reduce vibration, um, in my opinion, the flex bars don't really reduce vibration that much. Uh, they, they reduce impacts. Uh, there, there are some actually fast company used to make them. I think they still, they actually have inserts that go in to the bar ends that, that it's like a harmonic, it's weird. It's a it's a it's a it's a bar end that has a weight on it, and it and it has a it's smaller diameter on the inside of the bars, and then it's it's milled down so it can actually flex, and then the weights on the inside. And uh, there's a few companies that were making these bar ends that were like this, just different stuff. But I also had a company that had this this tube that was a nicely packaged tube of, from what I could tell, it was. Um, roofing caulking and it said pump it in to eliminate vibration and i said oh what the heck so i pumped it into um a set of uh, pro taper bars i believe they were on a on a ktm 525 that vibrated and i'm pretty sure it worked at one rpm range you know there was there was one place where i thought eh, maybe it worked but i didn't have the chance to like you know swap out bars and go straight across and this is what I've noticed with all of these different things that are they're they're tuned, 
And what works better for vibration is actually the the BRP um, mount or some of the, they're actually vibration dampening mounts uh, that sort of isolate the top triple clamp. What's the one that they use on the KTMs? The ones that the... Rubber mount? The kind of the rubber rubber mount. Yeah, it's a it's a you've seen them on the on like the, the factory guys all have them. What's the and then there's the and then of course there is the what's the other company that makes the 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 bar dampening things Mako the Mako that one actually reduces vibration for sure. But again, uh, you're looking at the poor man's fix. And Eric, what bike are you riding? This will help me a little bit because there's a there's a for two stroke versus four stroke. There's for me there's two different sort of different things, and uh, the two strokes. It was like it was like more critical to tune it, you know. And the best thing I ever did on two strokes that vibrated was true the crank, period. That the, the vibration was generally coming from a, another problem and you're really trying to trying to do it. And I know that's a, that's a pain in the ass to get in there and do it, but it makes a big, big difference on a two stroke, four stroke and eh, not nearly as much. Most of them are counterbalanced and everything, but on the four stroke, I found that either tightening the engine mount bolts and the head stays or making sure that they were torqued properly. And then if on certain bikes, especially with aluminum frames, Reducing the torque on the swing arm pivot and the head stay by 10%. Oh, wait. Bar snake. <laughs> That's what somebody's that was a that was like a that was like a rubber tube that you stuck in there. I think it was a silicone filled rubber tube, which makes more sense because it's not just because you pump silicone into it and it's gonna it's gonna adhere to the outside of the bar, you know. But if there's something in there that can also that can counteract the vibration, that's the idea. So um yeah, and and Mark, you're right. I, I I had used the bar snake a long time ago, and and again, it was, but it was at one, it was sort of at one RPM, and I never found that it was. Whenever I put these things on, it was never the RPM I rode at. It didn't seem to work for. So uh, yeah, Eric, let us know what bike uh, you're talking about. If it's two stroke, I'm going to guarantee you that the best method would be to balance the crank, true the crank. So, okay, what's what's next on our QBMO? P. What? He says what? what? Name? What's the name? P B M O P. P B M O P. How do you pronounce that? Lowercase P B. Uppercase what? If that guy walked up to you and that was his name, you you wouldn't say P B M P. P. No, it's it's, it's it's very it's very definitely not a real name. Yeah. Oh, is it a fake, fake? Yeah, fake. It's, it's just a YouTube username. Fake yeah. for sure. I want you to try to say it. Come on, let's give it a shot. Also, it's lowercase I, Q at the beginning. So yeah. it's silent, right? No, no. Well, also, it doesn't have a, a U, U behind it. Yeah. So, so it's it, for he's a foreigner. Improper grammar. I don't know. Maybe not in his country. <laughs> We're doing a <laughs> cute. I had to think. I was thinking yeah. about it. Kaboom up. Kaboop. 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 Kaboom. Something. What does the unit look like? It would be nice to have something to help with adventure bike suspension adjustments. Thanks for the video. The product sounds interesting. Well, is there is there a is 
it isn't one of Trevor's videos where it doesn't matter what he is. He just puts the GoPro on his helmet and goes rides around and said, okay, that's a, that's a ride of the Michelin tires. The, the, this is that, that's not what's on the site, right? There's pictures of it. I believe there's pictures of it on the website. Yeah. There's, yeah. There should be detailed pictures of it. So what does it look like? It's a, it's a box. It's an electronic box. It records data with some wires come out and then there's sensors. And I believe that there's little magnets that hook to a certain part of the bike. And then there's a tracking magnet on the other side. And that's what it looks like. Um, so, so there's a picture of it on the article banner photo. Right. Uh, but when you click there, it's just a link to the video. Oh, so, I, I'm pretty sure the video will show it. So he's riding around. Don't click that video. I'd hate for you to drop Tech Talk Taco Tuesday to watch Trevor's GoPro footage. This <laughs> no, is he, something. He this is something that you're going to educate him on. He inter- he actually interviewed the guy. They uh, hopefully they hold up the product and they go, "Hey, look at this." <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, what what else did he want to know? <laughs> what do you want to know? It sounds. Yeah, the product is interesting, um, but. ADV suspension <laughs> bike adjustments. My experience is you're pretty much going to want to run them like maximum preload, almost all ADV bikes, maximum preload. And then uh, a lot of times add a little compression and reduce rebound. And almost everybody I've told that to went out and rode their bike after they did that and said, wow, it made a huge difference. And then it's not going to get much better after that. That's it. And speaking of it, I'm drinking uh, the Nora Special Edition tequila tonight. Um, this is actually it's actually tequila Calera. If you're if you're wondering, um, this is I'm going to try to get out of light there. That's the tequila, but super awesome limited edition bottle. The problem is is there is a a plastic surgeon in Texas named Charles that owns this bottle, evidently. I might have had a, some tequila mm-hmm. when I made the arrangements, but uh, I own the contents. I'm sure of this. I know that I own the contents, but I don't necessarily own this bottle. Which this is a high mileage bottle. It was their display bottle? They ran out. I went over to the. They had a really. They have a merch booth booth at all the things, and I was going to buy some, and they were out. And so we got it at a at a, at a discount because I think somebody did some sampling at the at the booth, not me. But we sampled the rest of it, and it's it's actually really good tequila. Can't get it. Uh, well, you can probably get this tequila, but you sure can't get this bottle, and I can't even get this bottle. So, um, Nora, honoring the past and forging the future since 1967. So, uh, yeah, that's the tequila. When are you going to start drinking, Logan? 28. 28, when he's 28. Got it. That's a good, it's a good choice. Then you can afford stuff like this. When your sister started drinking? <laughs> <laughs> I heard she's good at tequila. Oh, boy. Yeah. Oh, boy. I heard she likes to take it and give it. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah it, it's a temporary drinking. You know? It's temporary drinking. Temporary. Yeah. Yeah. Just borrowing it. <laughs> Just using it for a little while. <laughs> Oh man, that's that's most people's tequila drinking experience. That's that's really now actually. It's ruined for me when I was. That's really good. It, it's really good that you have that experience because it's just it's just more better tequila for me. You just keep going to that Jose Cuervo and have those margaritas all day long. Yeah, yeah. That's that's uh, yeah. Have some eighteen hundred and see you later. <laughs> so next question, Logan. Gabe Adams says really interesting video. I'd be curious to try hey, it. Personally. Wait a minute. 
Gabe Adams. Do we know Gabe Adams? We yes. do know Gabe Adams. We know Gabe Adams? Mm-hmm. Gabe has done stuff with us before. Just Gabe. a note is the talking was pretty quiet, then suddenly then switching when switching to the riding clips, the bike would is very loud. From editing point, that could use a little bit of fine tuning, but good video besides that. Uh did you did you forward Gabe's uh email address over to Trevor? I have not done this. Haven't no. done that. No. Yep. With that comment attached to it. No, no. Yeah. Maybe you should maybe you should do that. Did Trevor did Trevor respond? Did he say, Thanks, Gabe, for the input, man. We're really working hard here at Dirt Bike Test, or is he just blowing everybody off because now he's just a YouTube guy, YouTube star? Uh no, I no. don't. <laughs> I That's awesome, Gabe's still checking out our videos. Oh, yeah, he's got a couple he's actually mm-hmm. got another comment coming up too. Oh, yeah. I can't wait for the one about Tech Talk Taco Tuesday and the producer. That's gonna, that's not going to go over very good, is it, Matt? Uh, I'm always open to some pointers. <laughs> oh, open to some pointers. Okay. This What's one I think is for you. Oh, but, for me? Really? Yeah. Okay. I don't really like to talk about myself much, but no, it's about it's, me. It's something you made. Oh. RM, like Rocky Mountain Lex exhaust review. Oh, yeah. I did do this. Gabe Adams. I like it. Great video. Short. To the point and perfect for short attention spans. On the pipe itself is the loss in the mid range that you noted even noticeable for the average rider. No, yeah, no. Um, the 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 boost in low end and the loss in mid range, like ninety eight out of a hundred people would not notice this. Probably not pick it up. In in maybe if you put maybe. Maybe 75 people, if you actually let them ride it back to back, like literally like had one exactly the same bikes and had them ride back to back, they could probably feel it there. But if they actually had to ride the bike, take the time to put the pipe on, put it on a, and go out and ride it again, probably wouldn't notice it. It It is there. And I measured some stuff on it and there there is a slight difference in between the the pipe I took off and the, the um, what do they call that? What's the name of the? The it's now what's the name of the, it's not power they don't they don't call it the power something what do they call it? flow Duraflow is it is that what the ooh that sounds familiar the, the brand name is called it's like it's like Duraflow exhaust whatever um they're and they're they're basically making it as a replacement part like a, an affordable replacement part and they've done an excellent job and that's kind of that's kind of what I was getting at um did you see. Did, <laughs> Hey, it obviously has power. Did you see what happened to my my one-off Graham Jarvis <laughs> muffler? It's going to be hanging on the wall here. God, the Canadians that weekend just destroyed my bike. They were uh, they, they they were having a good time in the sand. They they're getting the, back at me for 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 calling them all a bunch of beady eyes, underground living, you know, happy people. Oh yeah, they, they like like, not like both that. of our b- bikes that got wadded up, and it was like. The one guy, he was like, hey, I'm thinking about getting a KTM 300. I'm like, oh, you want to try one? That's mine right over there. Hop on. Hop mousetrap. Yeah, it was the, it was, he got three quarters of the way around the sand. And then he went from like soft sand to like a hard pack thing. And I guess it was, it had, he had the, that pipe had enough power. And so I don't, <laughs> it's, it's slightly um, heavier gauge steel. It's so heavy gauge steel that my FMF muffler, that it's all crinkled up into a ball and the pipe is fine. 
I just yeah. took that and it's going to go on the wall or whatever. Did he sign it? Because I thought he said he wanted to sign it. No, he did. He did not. I wasn't. I don't think he was. He knew that I wasn't very happy. I mean, I wasn't. I you know, like it's hey, it happens. But I'll show you that muffler. Oh, it's, oh, we should. We should have looked like he crashed a hundred. I couldn't figure it out. Yeah, like, yeah. Sh- so, you saw? Did you see him nope. crash? I was Who's, helping another dude. Oh, you're helping another guy. Dude. I'm like, yeah. Uh, it didn't make sense how fast we were going. Well, yeah, it was good, but it, I think the bike I shot. I think the bike. I think the bike got traction, then went upwards, and then came right back down on it, okay. and 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 did that. But so that that muffler actually was um was a Graham Jarvis muffler, huh. and it's it's different than the the ones that they sell. Of course, and it's and it it's it's actually deadens the power a little bit. It's a little bit longer. It's longer, quieter. Kind of deadens the power, but for torque, it's awesome. And now was. Was. was, yeah. Now I, and I don't know how, <laughs> I'm not going to get it back. But th- this again, this is like maybe that two or 3% that I wanted here. And I got to test a whole bunch of mufflers because they were, when the TPI came out, they were deciding they had a, they had a few different mufflers and they're like, Hey, which one works on the TPI? And so they sent like four or five mufflers out. And that was the one that went on my bike actually it was on george's bike and george is not watching maybe he's missing the show it's good um so it was on george's bike and it was i and and because i i I was riding i was gonna ride that bike in king of the motos and i took it off of his bike because he had to have a spark arrester and then he he i think he might have noticed he says didn't have that that other muffler on there i go no george that one works better (laughs) yeah so Okay. I know that guy's back was hurting more than his front, so I don't think the bike. Oh no, the bike didn't hit him. He fell. Yeah. He, I think. I think he. I think it came on, and he. He. There, you know, he whiskey throttled, so mm-hmm. he fell off the back of the motorcycle. He finally let go, and I think when he let go, it was probably in an upward trajectory, and then it came back down on the on the muffler because the fender was also folded at, at a ninety yeah. degree angle. Um. So, but yeah, that's what you get for you know doing. The Canadian a favor. No good deed. It goes unpunished, right? Yeah, yeah no do good, good deed day. goes unpunished. Uh let's see. Is there any Mike more? P. There's one okay. more. Mike, Mike P. What are your thoughts on the just released today, twenty twenty three KTM XC three hundreds? No more TPI, now TBI. So Mike P, uh I I literally just before this show, I literally just got back from Mexico. That's why I'm 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 still I'm drinking the tequila just to stay on float here. Uh Matt came in, he's like, Jimmy, what are you doing? Nap. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was gonna come in and talk to you about some stuff. Seventeen but... hour drive, bro. I, I I and and like that was a lot of that was down the beach and along salt flats. I had a really good route. That's why I didn't get harassed by you know, any of the border guys. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, anyhow, um, I explored. Some, remember some of the beaches you said about landing planes on and all that stuff? Yeah, I went and drove down those, Bob. Yeah, I I, I kind of went a whole new whole new way. Aries hadn't seen before, which is pretty awesome. But uh, so I just looked at it and I knew that they were playing around with the relocation of the injectors. I really want to ride it because... I know some of the advantages and disadvantages of, you know, putting injectors in certain spots. And the reason everybody hasn't jumped on it is on the two stroke, it's really, really critical. And they, now they have what we call an upstream and a downstream injector placement 
so one's in front of the throttle body, you know, in the, in basically they have one in what, what's called the boost port as opposed to two in the transfer ports. And then now they have one behind the back of the, of the, the butterfly valve. And until I actually see some information on which one is working when, uh, It'll, it, I don't, I don't know. Cause they're going to, they're going to, you know, they're going to be doing a lot of cool stuff with it, but I think it's good. I think they're, they're, they're pushing it, but I tell you what the TPI for enduro use for regular guys for trail riding, I don't see any problems with it. Can it get, could it get better? Maybe, you know, but right now the way that that's working. So, but I think for motocross, they needed to do something else that the TPI is a little bit like um, too smooth, too torquey. Um, you know, it's like almost like built-in traction control. Yeah. You, you'd agree. You have one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and you know, you've ridden carbureted bikes like that that kind of go, brap. Yeah. TPI doesn't go, brap. Nope. Yeah. You, can, you can get it to kind of go, brap, but not brap. Yes. And, and, and as much as I've tried, because I, I, I don't like brap, but but – I've I played with it just see what you can do by adjusting the power valve and and by using a fuel tuner you can kind of get it to do a little bit of that but never like a carburetor would you know so it's a personal preference so I think uh, yeah um, yeah TB what what do they call it what is TBI but the interesting thing so here's the other thing is they talk about they're they're talking about reed flaps or or something inside the reed valve to stop the extreme uphill or downhill um, issues. Which it's amazing. They admitted that there was a problem. I've never experienced it, you know. And, but that is that the stalling thing we're talking about? I feel like it could be. Yeah, I I've, and I called somebody right before the show to say, "Hey, somebody give me a straight answer." And then, of course, it was too late. He probably goes to bed at six fifty, which is when I call. <laughs> so um, it'll be interesting. Until I ride it, I can't really speak to it. I I almost had an opportunity to go do some stuff, but I just didn't uh, didn't take it. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, it's going to get better and better. It's just the the way things are, but I promise you that all the carburetor guys are rolling over in their graves right now. And the price of your, uh, your last six years of KTM 250 SXs just increased (laughs) because everybody's going to say they're, they're, they're better. And I guarantee you that motocross action will say that the carburetor was better. And then they'll show you two months later, they'll show you how to fix the TBI just the way it is. But um, yeah, good. And the, the fact that it's a 300, the 300 motocross bike, that's probably a pretty cool bike for a vet guy. Like that's the, yeah. that's the motocross bike that I think a lot of these guys um, really would like. I, I kind of want one, but I have a 300, XEW and I like that, so I'm fine. I have a YZ125. Hey, speaking of YZ125, do you want to do that or do you want to go visit YamahaMotorsports.com? Yeah, to ride the new YZ125. Find out where you can um, enter the victory zone. zone. Yeah. yeah, I have a YZ125. I've been in Mexico. I haven't been able to ride it. And Logan, how come you didn't do the rain dance? There was rain. No, that's I. There wasn't. Oh. And that's why I'm upset. Matt, why didn't you ride the bike? Uh, because I was busy coordinating private lessons, which uh, I'm getting a lot more of. Right. So I'm going to, I'm probably going to, I'm just going to, I think it's tomorrow just for the chits and giggles. I'm going to go out and pound a sand moto 
on that YZ125 because it's it's time in riding adventure bikes and driving trucks and it's time to hammer it down. So, uh, and I don't have the one with Monster Energy graphics, but you know, you can get that too. Yes. That's your thing. Mm-hmm. Both. Just like the uh, Supercross champion, Eli Tomac. He probably wishes he could ride a YZ125. I don't think he does. We should get him on the show again. It's funny yeah. that we actually had him on the show. Yeah. yeah. I'm telling you that that is why he won the Supercross championship this year. Yeah. Because Super he, cool. He never won a cha- Oh, hold he, on. He has he's, won it. He, he, he's, he's gotten a lot better with media. And that was like that was like sort of right after everybody knew he'd done something different. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it was cool. Okay. Um, Eric Wyden says FE501. What do you think that means? Oh, that's the bike that he wants the vibration dampening for. He's the guy oh. who's asking about the poor man's solution. With yeah, the, uh, that's that's how that's how far that's how we lose track of things. Mm-hmm. That bike vibrates. Interesting. Uh, yeah, the the I th- the KTM five hundreds. That's a KTM five hundred. That's not the Husky. Yes, yeah, a Husky version of the KTM five hundred, but same motor. I felt vibration Did, on that one. Does it have the same? We uh, don't. Ha- wait, 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 which one? Who has one? We tested one. The first bike I ever tested for you was a FE five hundred one, and you felt vibration on it. We did. We did. I said so. Yeah, more than a normal. More than a KTM. Yes. I don't know. Is it in the test? I'm gonna look it up right now. That's interesting. Yeah, I've seen a YouTube video of it. Of 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 yeah, I know we tested the bike. I just mm-hmm. don't remember vibration sticking out as a thing like like that but i i wrote a i wrote a client's uh 500 yesterday and today and zero vibration whatsoever but a ktm it was a ktm though mm-hmm. yeah okay so eric if it is an fe501 it's vibrating uh um i wish you would have told me the year because i think they changed some things in the frame i was gonna say are the triple check the same? check okay first of all 100 certain check your engine mount to make sure it's not cracked your head stays because I've actually seen pictures of guys cracking head stays on these things. So ch- number one, check to make sure head stays are not cracked. Uh, and then, and then number two, go back to that thing I was talking about. Check your check, especially the front engine mount, to make sure it's tight, and make sure your rear swing arm bolt is in spec. And if all of those things, uh, Jimmy's KTM five hundred. Okay, so Dave Black would know because he has. Okay, we're we're on to something. And Logan, the fact that you remembered that and said something, uh, and the said something Brownie is points. the yeah. important thing here, yeah. that's pretty good. So I I'm I'm wondering if uh I'm wondering I'm wondering if the the um the mount points of the head stays are the same between and the, and the materials of the head stays are the same between the KTM and the and the Husky. And if not, maybe look into some different, you know, some different head stays too. That could, mm-hmm. that could, that could solve it too. And Victor says he has a, I, all I see is Victor says he has a pores man thing. Mm-hmm. And this is what uh, 2021 at higher vibrations, higher RPMs. Okay. Uh, I have a poor man handlebar vibration solution, but I want Jimmy to test it and then give me his opinion. I will come to prompt and make it happen. Okay, because Victor is generally in Facebook jail, and mm-hmm. the fact that he mentioned vibration and perump in the same sentence, I got scared. Right, right. <laughs> this is, well, if you <laughs> if you mentioned Sherry's Rancher, then it would have been bad. Yeah, <laughs> the composite subframe. Um, 
yeah, my brain cells um, are having a hard time going back to that. But if if there was vibration and we did mention it at test, I probably talked about it a little bit there. And I don't know that the composite subframe would amplify or decrease. It should decrease it technically, right? But it depends on how stiff it is in certain directions. Well, isn't it because it's a carbon fiber composite, correct? No, it's a it's a plastic, like basically PVC or something like this. Hmm. I don't know what they're made of. They break. I know. I know that people break them a lot, especially hmm. when they. Oh, Victor says this is serious. <laughs> I want to. I want to. I want to. Victor needs to come have the full experience. We need tacos, flat track, Tech yeah. Talk Taco Tuesday, and tequila. When's the last time we've done flat track? Yeah, he's been thinking about this. Um, it was, it was after, before the class a few weeks ago, the track was premium. That was a good, oh. you, you came out, you were super sick. Yes. But it was good. I, I, that's where I wadded up, um, your, your, uh, yep. your sisters. I kept running into Cletus. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, I kept zinging him. Cooper. Cooper. Right. Uh, yes, Bob. Uh, so you have to be careful what silicone you use because... The silicone with a really strong, pungent odor, and I don't remember what it is. Bob is giving me silicone information here. That will attack the inside of the aluminum handlebar. Oh, so certain silicone could attack the inside of an aluminum a really handlebar odor. if it has a really pungent odor. Yeah. So that is that the stuff that's like a, for exterior um, molding and siding? Because that has a really bad smell. Remember, but it's, you can get the latex. <clears throat> Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't think that that's gonna. That whatever his problem is, pumping something into the handlebars is not gonna fix it. It is. It, I, I will tell you this for sure. You're gonna have to go to a larger measure. And so, Dave Black, who rode one of my KTM's, uh, boy, did his that bike have what bars did that bike had? He rode the. He rode my bike, right? Mm -hmm. Oh. Sure. Yeah, yeah, he rode my kind of on one of my rally bikes. Yes, mm -hmm. that bike has the BRP bar mounts. That's what's that's the biggest difference between what his bike is. They they really do reduce the vibration, and the reason I run flex bars and those bar mounts is mostly because it has the has the adapter for the Scott's damper. But secondarily, I don't feel that the flex bars really. If vibration is what you're going after, that's probably not the the target product the flex bars are really good for taking the hits out of the out of the they make bad forks good that's all you need to know if your forks suck get flex bars and you don't have to send your forks to a suspension specialist and your wrists won't hurt and you can ride tomorrow and they're super strong and all these years i've never ever ever bent one and i've had some crashes they last forever um what else you can adjust the you can adjust the rise on them with the different dampers you can change the dampers on them they're awesome. I recommend them for everybody, even if you're not an old man like me. So cool. that's uh, that's it. We need to go to commercial break. Uh, yeah, it is. Uh, we are about a that bit time. Past that hey, time, we're gonna so. we're gonna come back with the soon to be canceled segment called Rooster Endo. So um, we'll get it. We'll get this one done maybe next week or something like that. But um, we're gonna we're gonna cancel this segment if you don't. Um, well, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what the crowd says. We'll see what they say. Okay. Ready. If you've ever seen any one of my bikes, they all have flex handlebars on them. What are those, Jimmy? Well, Fast Company, that's www.fastco.com, makes the flex handlebar, and it's essentially suspension built into your handlebars. They make bad forks good. They absorb impacts like you wouldn't believe, 
and they're really tough. And I've been running for over 20 years, and I don't think I've ever bent a set. And if I have, I forgot about it. It was a long time ago. So these are American-made products, and until you run them, you won't realize how good they are. The reason this works is the flex handlebar is stiff laterally through the steering path, but allows it to be forgiving from the load path without sacrificing control or input. This means it basically dampens the forces that you don't want, and it doesn't affect the forces you do want. So it steers properly and takes the pain out of your wrists. So if you're looking for good feel in your handlebars without suffering from catastrophic impacts or complaining that your forks are too harsh, the Flex handlebar is the solution. They make other products like the spoke torque wrench, impact pegs, really trick brake clevis and brake spring kits, and clicker adjusters. So if you're looking to get some of this stuff, check out www.fastco.com. That's spelled F-A-S-S-T-C-O.com. Remember, two S's in fast. What's up, Moto Buddies? Mike here from Taco Moto Co. What is the Taco Touch? It's the best service in the industry. Virtually 24-7 tech support via email or text and it's like having a dirt bike doctor on call every day of the year helping you fix your bike or recommend parts or setups for you if you've ever received an order from us you know that the taco touch extends to our fulfillment and our orders come with the coolest stickers that you've ever had uh, buying parts from anybody before and a handful of root beer barrel candies um, all of our Taco Moto Co. branded components come with a no questions asked lifetime warranty, and we'll even extend out the warranty of other manufacturers, OEM, and aftermarket parts where we can, sometimes for life. We test and tune endlessly and exhaustively and obsessively. We're trying to destroy everything that we can before you get your hands on it to look for weaknesses and to improve it or to make recommendations to the manufacturer. And if it's something that doesn't uh, meet grade, then we don't offer it on the store. Everything that we carry is something that we have personally used, tested, and ridden, and raced, and nose meets the, the high taco touch demanding standard. Go out and get some adventure. Okay, um, back, Rooster Endo, tonight. We're going to do it. Um, Logan, make a Rooster Endo introduction. Like describing it or... Hold on, I'm going to give you this microphone, and you're going you're gonna to go something like, Welcome to Rooster Endo, okay? Welcome to... This again. Uh, welcome to Rooster Endo. Go ahead. We explain it. We 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 <laughs> we describe your bike if you send us them. Right, you're supposed to send a video submission or a picture and describe your bike, and then uh, you're gonna. <laughs> So this segment's off to a great start. You weren't ready for that, were you, Logan? <laughs> it was a great addition. <laughs> well, I was I wasn't gonna I was not I was I was planning on it being a high pitched voice. Oh, you, you thought I was gonna do that? Yes. You saw my you, hand reach over here. Uh well you've done it before. <laughs> I was like, eh, it's happening. Well Okay. So this is this is the section where uh, you send us a picture of your bike, tell us what tell us what it is. Uh and then and then we discuss it and then we decide whether it roosts or endos. Mm -hmm. And um 
it's um it just really depends on what my mood or your mood or everybody's mood depends on the vibes the yeah. vibes it depends on the vibes and getting back to the vibes uh dave black is running the mako on his 501 so my hands are fine but it's my feet that get vibration especially at high rpms the difference was noticeable when i rode jimmy's 500 that's so what we found was the foot it was through the foot pegs yes I wonder, okay, so I wonder if because of the composite subframe that you're not feeling it like in other parts of the bike and you notice it more in your feet. I, this is interesting. So, Dave, if you if you um, want to get rid of that flex, Fast Company makes the, uh, the foot pegs, the vibration dampening foot pegs. What are they called? It's on the, it's on the read on the first page. Uh-oh, uh-oh, come on. This is your job. No, um, they're impact called pegs. impact pegs that could help you out there or yeah that that can help you out and rl says i've been mounting a 180 rear tire it's been lying with other tires on it and now is flatter than a 1a because of the weight stored on it it won't stay sealed because the flat part stays in the troop any ideas um do you mount it with a moose? Like, why don't you just pump air into it? Doesn't it pump flat? Doesn't it blow out? I don't know. Yeah. Great, it, great rooster endo segment so far. <laughs> well, everybody's, everybody's, you know, they're, they're, everybody's sitting on the, the five people that got their bikes submitted. Do they know who they are? Do they know they're on the show if they submitted it? Oh or yeah. Yeah. You, I, I, you, I, make you, it, you, I make it very clear that, uh, you email them back and say, you're going to be on tonight's show. Well, I make it very clear. Like, the number of people like so if you comment on this post you're going to be in tonight oh right so. okay so where's our first one logan give me the give me, matthew the, give me the picture matthew evans oh that kind of looks like the muffler that i got that's i'm now i'm having bad bad feeling it's bad vibes already i'm seeing this nice oh, straight blue titanium muffler that he has and i don't have one anymore yeah uh 21 fe 350 br BPD rad guard slash rear discard. Um, Baja designs light FMF dyno jet MX tech lucky by 707 suspension dirt trick sprocket did an X ring chain AXP skid fresh Cherby's plastics and has a problem that Jimmy Lewis off road racing could fix. That would be the rider. Yes. So that was a good plug. You're, that's a that's a that's good. But here I'm going to go deep on this one, Logan. His description was much much like your speaking skills. Yeah. Very brief, concise, and to the point. So, like yep. he didn't even say skid plate. He just said skid. skid. So, so, so and I rad rad yeah rad. I see really tall bar mounts on this thing. Also, you see the tall bar risers, Logan. Yes. It looks pretty tall up there. Um, what else are we seeing in here? Um, I don't like his the sprocket. Seat. No, actually, his sprocket's nice, but I like DDC ones better. We're going to go down the list of uh, of sponsors. He doesn't have a seat concept seat, which we're in negotiations, currently in negotiations with. He has the gut Thank seat. Thank you for reminding me. He didn't, he didn't, uh, he didn't talk about that. So no he's flex bars, no flex pegs. No flex bars, yeah. Or he's running the same ODI grips that I run. Yeah. Those are good. I think they might be stock, but 
No, they no. Those are the Emig ones. Emig yeah. ones, yeah. Uh, and what? It's a three fifty. I was gonna say it looks like a three fifty. I yeah. like three fifties. Mm-hmm. I think it's a pretty cool bike. His garage is a shit show, though. Like, take the bike outside and shoot it in front of some nice green trees that make us want to go riding. So for that. It, we're pivotal pivotal on this one. Matt, you want to wait? What, Logan, what are you going to give it? A uh, D for effort? An A for communication? A for communication, <laughs> just like I do. Um, I'll bet you it's, it's a nice bike. Yeah. The bike's nice, but that garage uh, puts uh, I know it's, for me. This and is, what's funny is that he commented two pictures and he said, this is the better one. Oh, what was it? What was it? How the bad? first one was the first one. If I remember, it was him like it was loaded up or it was near a trail. The first one I thought was the better one. Oh, but he wanted this. He one. wanted that one, and that is why I selected it. Even maybe he I wants me to go on a deep dive into his garage. Maybe is there golf clubs in there? Ooh, <laughs> probably. <laughs> That's more expensive, ain't it? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it kind of looks like I. I mean, I, I. I have to admit the reason that pisses me off so much is because I have a garage that looks like that sometimes too. Right. So, so happens when you have sixty bikes. Oh, you know what we're gonna do? We're gonna put this one on hold. We're gonna increase the suspense level, and we'll decide at a later date. It's gonna be based on, and I'm I'm setting the rules up because after being on a competition review board, mm-hmm. I just like to make it clear that you can't change the rules after an event starts. Okay, right. because if if we change the rules for you, we have to change the rules for everybody. So just something that I'm very aware of. And when you ask to change the rules, so I'm going to put the rule up. The rule right now is that this this rooster endo fate will be decided mm-hmm. by the quality of the background of the pictures of the other bikes. Mm-hmm. That's going to be the determining factor. Your bike, okay. your bike roost, your background sucks, but. We don't know how bad it sucks right now. I mean, we could go over all of these, but we're just working on tonight only. So previous know. of this episode, the biggest catch is on your mood of how well it's going to stand. But now it's the background? And my mood. Okay. Hey, yeah. you know what? My, my, I'm, I'm still, I'm, I'm, I haven't recovered from my competition review board experience, which actually wasn't a voting member. I was just an advisor to because I knew some... I, I knew some things, evidently. I'm an expert. I'm an, like an expert witness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. Well, you know, you, uh, the AMA is also supposed to be like a like a rule maker, and they seem to change it all the time for the 250 West pointing, uh, 250 pointing out rules in Supercross. Right. Are we talking about racing? They have any races this weekend? I Logan raced. No races this weekend, <laughs> except Logan's, yeah. I might um, have a race in July, but different as kind. Of right now, it's not that... He's not doing too Oh, much. I'll tell you what. Look at it. Don't even mention it. The reason that this bike. Uh, ben Hughes. Ben Hughes. The reason that Ben Hughes took this very strategic photo position. Oh, oh it's more strategic. Oh, oh. I, I edited it down. For well, I know. Before. I've got I've got that's, one that's that's cut in. Yeah, it doesn't well, look as. Here's, here's the worst part about this thing, this photo, is that you know how much printer ink that took to generate this little tiny photo? Oh, no, I cropped that in. Before well, I, printing it, yeah. Well, even then, before, even, even before then, this, yeah. See, that's the original. The, the, I can't even fit the original photo to the screen. No, it's it's huge. Yeah. So 
So, uh, but I'm going to tell you the, the ulterior motive in this. So number one, uh, the budget of this show could have been blown on the printer ink. We had to print this out just to get it to a size that I can see with my still semi-well-functioning eyes. Mm-hmm. But he seems to have parked his bike in a location where I can't get a very good view of the front disc. No. So would you suspect? It has one, 100%. For yeah, no reason why, but it has one. It, yeah. It's. I think they're. I'm pretty sure that he's hiding the front disc, and it won't be mentioned in the comments, anyways. But nice try. Okay, so keep going. Let, let's talk about the bike. What does he really have? It looks like a. I'm gonna go. I'm here. How, you haven't even told me. I'm just gonna guess. Yep. It's a 2014 KTM 500 EXC. He's got. Um. You're only gonna be able to see one of the. Things he says. One of the things he says? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't even know. what. No, go ahead. You read it off. Uh, 350 with it's a three- <laughs> JD jetting tuner, desmogged in acro exhaust. Right. I, I, the motor is a black blob in this photo. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it is a 2014, though. You were it's right. a yes. 2014? I just guessed on the graphics because I have a couple of them, but yeah. Uh, desmogged <laughs> with a super top secret front disc rotor protector. No, he probably doesn't have it on. It's just a, it's just a, a stock bike, but the photo is so bad. Uh, what's this guy's name? What, what's who's, uh, that was Matthew Evans. That's Matthew. Matthew. It's looking better. <laughs> the, the photo. <laughs> You're looking better on the photo. Okay. Next, next, uh, next. Victim contestant. I mean, kicks crunch. Kicks what? Kicks crunch. That's, that sounds like a sounds Kick like crunch. a child like a cereal. Yeah, child cereal. Like like kicks is a cereal and Captain Crunch. Yeah. Okay. Paddle tire. Mm-hmm. And it, this is on the opposite spectrum. This one was a really small photo. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Like so it's going to be a little rough looking here for this. For the yeah, audience. it's rough in my hands too as well. So go ahead. What's the 2020 FE 501? Does it vibrate uh, with that paddle tire? Oh fuck yeah! <laughs> Excuse my French. <laughs> okay. We yeah. can, we know what mod this bike definitely has with that paddle tire. Uh, it does not have a mud flap probably. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it probably doesn't have a mud flap. Okay, what else does he say? Athena slash get ACU, Fastway, and PMB end cap. Right. He doesn't say ball buster maximum capacity gas tank. I was going to nope. say But my other question is, why? Why? What What do you want to say? Do you, go ahead. What are you thinking? Why does he have the the... Almost street one, five hundred for the sand. Good oh, I, I, <laughs> uh, I was gonna go. Why does he have the mirror on it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why does he have the mirror? Why is the mirror still on it? If he rides with the group, I can sort of see where he would want to keep an eye on people. But have you ever tried to watch your? Have you ever tried to watch your group with a mirror, especially a stock yeah. mirror? He needs a double take that he can fold out of the way. And by the way, if you want a discount on a double take mirror, email Jimmy at dirtbiketest.com. I'll super hook you up. Um, but 
I, I, I wonder if that mirror is aimed, not that I have any experience with this, like kind of back at yourself so you can watch yourself ride. Mm -hmm. That's right wrist, bro. That's on the left-hand side of the bike, yeah. No, but it points to the wrist. Oh, so you can watch yeah. him turn in the wrist. Get the elbow in front of the grip, and it means you're wide open. You can see it right through that Checking mirror. makeup. Victor says mirror is for checking makeup. Oh, for mirror. Yeah, ma makeup, yeah. <laughs> Uh, the middle for the 350. Oh, somebody wants us to adjust the position on the 350. That photo was horrible. This oh, one's no, the, the one before that. Yeah. This one. Let me tell you a little bit about some photography skills here. If you're going to shoot it backlit like this, open up the 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 aperture thing in Majigger or the the f stop or one of those things. Open it up so that you can see the the bike a little bit better, and uh, yeah, work on it a little bit more. Uh, He's got a flag hanging out the back. That's awesome. Flags. Where's where are these dunes? It's Oregon. He's in Oregon. It's, it's the sand dunes by the ocean. I think. I'm guessing. But uh, we don't. If if okay. What's his name? Kicks kick, kick crunch. Kicks kicks crunch. If you can come in the chat and talk about vibration a little bit with us. It's going to de determine whether this bike rooster endos. It's on. It's up for. It's up for. Oh. We're gonna have. We're going to round two on this one. Is there, be, you know, uh, is there going to be a way for people to start protesting if we're going to be formal? Yeah, we're going to have a okay. competition review board for oh. the for the. For so now the there's going to be protests as you, well. You, yeah, we can protest it. It's just going to be Ricky in every single protest. <laughs> um, this guy is loaded. Joshua Arnie. Joshua Arnie. He's super loaded. That's good. Vortex Yoshi RS4 full system AXP skid flatland rad guards IMS 3.1 tank C concepts low adventure spec mini fairing Hondo garage phone mount Trail Tech Voyager Pro Tusk Bark Busters Voyager Pro thumbs up Tusk parts I wonder I wish he would dude if he would have used our code to buy all those Tusk things. We could have made him the biggest we, picture. We would have made him the biggest pictures and we would have tacos tonight. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That there, I, I see our tacos out of the commission. There. Is that, what has he got in the, in the, in the tank bag? I'm not a big fan of tank bags, but is uh, it ibuprofen? Ibuprofen, right? I would guess. <laughs> Where's he going? Hey, wherever he wants. Does he live on that thing? That's a, that's. Why is there so many bags? Cause he's he's got stuff. That one is really he's long. Still camping. That thing, I'm. You know what? That's buy a hotel. If you got a four fifty, you buy a hotel. Yeah. No. Some stay. people like to be out in the sticks. I'm I'm liking this thing. More stuff. Is there more stuff? Keep going. Yeah. Uh, misc guards. Miscellaneous guards. He's talking like you. But that. Did, did you have all your friends that don't talk that you guys sit in like? I don't really abbreviate things. I abbreviate uh, sentences, but not not words. words. Okay. That front discard is stock plastic, so go easy. Please. <laughs> I, I already identified that. I yeah. identified that. And some yeah, tusk. Bike, and some tusk rackless luggage full of booze and booze and ibuprofen and some other. Well, at least we got the ibuprofen right. Yeah, stuff I can't think of. Pick was taken in February as we. Set out for Death Valley. It was a great to meet Holy, you. Holy, hey, wait, George. this photo was shot in my freaking, it, 
Yeah. I'm looking at, it's funny because I'm looking at that and I go, it looks like there's a weed farm next door. Yeah. <laughs> it is. Um, that's to me. Here? Yeah, yeah. That's at no. the flat track. That's yeah. it. That's at area, area, what do we call it? Area, area 52 or whatever the address is. 50, 60, 61, area 61. Uh-huh. Is it 36, six, 30? I don't remember. Yeah, we got to remember what the name, when we start calling something, something, we got to remember it, it, the names. No, it changed. It was once it was area 52, area 51, and the, then the address of the place. It was, it's. That's th- the one that's. Because I think it's 3661. I get confused because I have 3661, 37, and 3731. So 30, it's area 61. Yeah. Not 51, area 61. That's shot at area 61 next to one of those cherished um, mobile <laughs> RVs. Is he a student or what? I don't know this bike. Uh, I think he just came here and parked here to go ride, like uh, go exploring and BDR. I, I thought this bike roost. I thought this bike roosted even before I realized where it was. Even it, But like it's just a guy who knows what he wants to do with it. Put the stuff on it. And, uh, and go. And go. Yeah. Yeah. That's. Yeah. That's. I mean, I could pick it apart and say I would change this or I would change that. You know, the little things like this. But this See, is set up. White looks like he's using it too, and I like that. That thing is. Yeah, well used. It's it's it's. And yeah, just because those, those bags aren't clean. For sure. Not, no. Used. Yeah. The grips are used. The- everything looks. Everything looks well used. This one roosts just straight up roosts. I like it. Um, it's probably Ricky Brabeck approved because it's a Honda, except it's it's not an old two thousand and eight. Yeah. 450x but uh that's a that's a good bike congratulations on getting through the getting onto the board <laughs> not having to go through the review process do we have other questions or are we just gonna are we gonna finish we it have up one more question one more question okay uh we have i think we have another oh another question chat question that that you that you had missed on the soon to be canceled rooster endo segment <laughs> Oh John. man, I now I'm I'm confused about this already, but John Solmeyer? John Solmeyer. Solmeyer. And Sol- don't ask me why it printed out so big. I had it sized just the same as the others. It came out massive. Right. No, it, it's it's actually the quality of the photo is just horrible. I mean, like the colors and stuff like mm-hmm. that is pretty bad, but um we'll 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 get into it a little bit more. 2015 YZ250 FX, TBT racing suspension, bike graphics decal, Tusk Racing 12-inch LED lights for night races, couple bash guards and sick flickers. Sick flickers? Stick flickers. Sick flickers. What's a sick flicker? Stick flicker. A A sick flicker is when when you go off the jump and, you know, get all cattywampus. Or it could be a... Flick stickers. What would a flick stickers be? No clue either. <laughs> Six stickers? Yeah. Yeah. And it's good to go for everywhere in the woods on the desert. Good to go from everything from the woods to the desert to the MX track. I agree. I think I... So we didn't really talk about other than it's stickered up and skid plated up. What was it? What's the what's the abbreviation we need to use for skid plate now? Skid. Skid. Skidded. Skiddy. It's sticked. 
skid sticked and tricked. Yeah. Why? Okay. <laughs> Why is it setting on loading ramps? Why is this stand on top of loading ramps out in the front yard? Could, so, could the uh, front yard be saturated and he just wants to, he doesn't want the. So he lives in a swamp. In. He lives in a swamp. If he's in the Pacific Northwest or Alaska, yeah, I believe it. <laughs> really? You could set your sand in there and all of a sudden your tires would be on the ground? Well, I would see, I would see like it were, if his, the ground was soft enough where it could leave imprints. Or is he just trying to make his, his uh, photo look super sick? You can see the you can see the ramps like look like they're flexing a little bit from the weight, and that's not a super heavy bike. But so this guy took extra effort to to set up his photo. He didn't walk out in the garage and snap a picture of it. Mm-hmm. He he put it on a stand on he, a ramp on a ramp out you know, in the front yard. You know, I just realized something. Okay. We, we have no idea if people are actually submitting bikes they still have or if this is something that he set up like for photos Nine, when yeah. he's getting ready to post it to Craigslist. Oh, he's selling it. Well, he. Could, well, I'm just saying could. we have no idea because that would explain Logan, why it's need, all set up like that. Logan, no. where's, your, where's your photo of your YZ? <laughs> 250. Oh, the Kickstarter's out. I didn't even notice that. It's, it's an, good to go. It's an FX. It should have a kickstand, right? Um, yeah, but the bikes don't look as good on like, they look, they, they look more race on the stand, but, uh, so, okay. So, so he took the effort. This is not weighing good for our friend, uh, Ben, is this Ben? Matthew. Uh, Matthew. Matthew. And, and then, uh, what was the, this bike roosts because he took the extra time and he listed all the stuff off. He told us he told us what was on the bike, which wasn't much. Which, which wasn't much, but, but he that told, bike doesn't need much. No, no, it is good. Yeah, so so that's it. Back to back to uh, he's to the sand dude. To get back to us. Kicks. Oh, he's gonna get back to us. Uh, he, he might not be getting back the, if he hasn't gotten to already. Time. Yeah, looking but, at looking at what the the time till we need to start wrapping it up. He is out of time. What you got a hot date? Uh, no, I'm just trying to keep you know some consistency with the show. Oh, the know? show length, right? Yeah, just some consistency. Length does matter, especially with podcasts. So, is that what it says on your grinder account? That's what it says in mine. <laughs> <laughs> it also, okay, this it also, one, this one, this one is officially endowing because I'm just I needed to know about the vibrations. And I did. I, I and like I said, this is all about good vibes, and we don't know if we had vibes at all. So that one's going to end up. And this bike here, for sure, because of the photo. Oh, we're awarding a hundred dollar gift certificate from Takamoto, aren't we? Oh, yeah, yeah. I almost forgot about that too. Tacomoto.co. They sponsor the segment. They sponsor the segment. This is Tacomoto. Hopefully they keep sponsoring the segment. Oh, if you cancel it? it? No, I can't cancel it now. Shoot. Um, But people should still definitely submit uh, many photos. George says that that guy cares about is damaging his lawn. His dead lawn. That's why I brought the point up about maybe it's in an area where like the grass is really soft because maybe the snow just melted and it's the lawn's not looking too happy. Okay. So I'm going to say this bike route. No endos because of the Thank photo. You. It's Thank a you. good bike. 
It's a good bike. It endos because of the photo. But Logan, here's here's where I'm gonna turn it 100% over to you. You have to make a choice because it's either this bike or the Honda. One of those gets the hundred dollar Takamoto certificate. You decide. Um, please make the right decision. No, I mean, because I, I no, I have a hard opinion on this one. So you have a hard opinion. I have a hard opinion on who should win it, but I, I, I actually, Logan, it's Logan is does the that one. Does that go on your Tinder account? Tinder. Oh yeah, I have, I have a bunch of hard opinions. Hard, stuff on hard opinions. Yeah, I, <laughs> check out all my hard stuff on Tinder. <laughs> Where I uh, talk about podcast lengths and don't even get me going on the podcast girth. Well, Logan. So okay, so Logan, you're you're waffling. You're going to pull an official waffle? I don't know what that is. It's where you don't make a decision. Because I'm going to let Matt decide because Matt has an opinion and Matt I, seems he, – yeah. he he stated he actually said he has an opinion. Matt, who wins? Oh, Honda. It's not even close to me. Okay. That, that guy, he gets out there. He, he goes – There we go. Bike. It's someone who's having some serious like I want to go camping urges. One guy wants this to redone. Awesome. This guy wants this redone? Yeah. I concur. What, he wants us to talk about it more or he wants it stuck back no, on the board in a different like, spot? Yeah, stuck. Oh, okay. What did it roost or endo? It was like back here. Okay, so it. Okay, so kinda, who was who kinda, was the Honda? Again? Oh, it endos because he's trying to hide his discard. Oh yeah. Uh, the he's... roost. The roost is the Honda guy. Yeah, and Honda Honda guy won. I'm Joshua Arnie. Yeah, so congratulations, Joshua Arnie. Uh, you won the hundred dollar gift certificate to Takamoto.co. Go ahead and reach out to me, and we'll get you uh, get you in touch. Yeah, awesome. Thanks for everybody. Thanks for participating in this segment. And if I said mean things about your bike, I apologize. In uh, uh, I should. I, I'm not apologizing. <laughs> I, I I'm if you apologize, it's like admitting you're wrong. And you're right. Yeah, I'm right. Yeah, no, I I, sh- I should submit some of my own bikes. Here yeah, we should do, we should do a rental. Like like the rental oh, bikes, like just a, like a tech talk special. It's it's with it's all rental episode. bikes, and it's all your rental bikes. How about if I just like go and do some of my bikes? And the problem is, is I probably wouldn't even notice that it was one of my bikes, and I'd be up here and I'd start talking shit on it. Yeah. Oh my god, that guy really? Where? How does? Why does it have that on it? He has all the orange bling that's just all worn away, but he still keeps <laughs> it on. <laughs> so, okay, everybody, uh, that's uh, that's our segment. And you said we have another we have another question. There's one from the, the chat that I would rather get to. First, okay, let's, let's uh, get it. Because that last one on the sheet's like, eh, yeah, give or take. And it's going to be the the one from Jacob yeah. uh, Molnar. Hey, Jimmy, Moose or Tubeless riding from my house to trails about eight miles on city streets. Don't sweat it, bro. Yeah, the Moose is, everybody's so, there's just, in the beginning, the manufacturers that made Moose were so concerned about failures because it does happen under extreme conditions that they that they basically said, hey, you know, you can't ride them on the street. You can't go over this speed for this amount of miles and all that stuff. And it's it's basically they don't want to have failures because bad news travels fast. They're, I'm sure their lawyers talk to them about how they need to say this stuff. And they're being very cautious. But – you, if you're if you're not doing anything that they're not telling you you can't, and I think like Nitro Moose says, don't go over sixty miles an hour for X amount of time. They literally have some sort of numbers. I think Michelin has sort of the same thing. If you have a properly installed moose, which means the right size moose into the right size tire, you can do ridiculously stupid stuff with it, and it's not going to affect 
it's not going to affect. It's not going to fail. Let's just put it that way. I mean, I I use them in rally and dual sport applications. And I use ones that are like literally too soft. I never put too small ones. I never put ones that are not the right size into tires because then you will have failures. But if, if you put the right size moose in the tire riding for a little while or a long while on the pavement, we did when we were doing pre-running for the Nora, I had a moose in there. And we did 60 and 70 mile stints at the pavement at 120, 130 kilometers an hour, whatever that, you know. You know, 60, 70 miles an hour, no problem. Uh, so I did have a problem eventually, but that was because something different, but it was test of failure. So, um, yeah, don't don't stress on it. Mooses are just fine. So, and Mark Daniel says, get some adventure on the Honda. That's right. Hey, this show wouldn't be possible without the support of companies like Yamaha, Taco Moto, Scott Sports, Climb, DDC, Trail Tech, and Fast Company. So every time I ride, I use Fast Company Flex Handlebars. If I'm riding one of my own bikes, I generally have a Trail Tech device on the bike a lot of times. Actually, I have a lot of their kickstands on my bikes, and I have radiator fans on the bikes. Those things are awesome. But when I need to track where I'm going or I want to know information about my bike, the Voyager Pro is the best motorcycle-specific GPS you can use. And if you have friends, everybody tells me it's really nice to have friends. I'm going to get some one of these days. I think I can buy them on YouTube or Facebook. Ask that lady. Ask the lady. Oh. Yeah, you're in that, you're in that age bracket. I can ask the lady she for friends. She has good financials. I'm going to get her – well, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to get her a Voyager Pro, and then we can use buddy tracking, and then I'll know, I'll know where she's oh. at, and she'll know where I'm at. So buddy tracking, the best feature of the Voyager Pro. Climb gear. I'm getting super excited about wearing my uh, Vented stuff, the the XC Lite gear. And uh, I just got done testing some really awesome stuff. I had to box it up. It's actually in that box over there. I had to send it back. And – they just released the other day, they released the Climb Raptor gear, which is like this outer shell stuff, which I tested about a year and a half ago. And it's kind of cool to see it finally get released and everything. And, I, and I'm, I'm like, oh, I know which stuff that was because I don't know what it is. I don't even know what they call it when they send it. This stuff? Wait till they release this stuff. And it's gonna, probably going to be a year or two. I'm just guessing based on times that I, that I see stuff. But it's, it's, I figured out what it was. I didn't know what it was. Like, and I figured it out, like, like the, like what they, what the change, the material change was and stuff, which is pretty cool. Scott sports, light sensitive goggles transition on the prospects are super awesome. Yeah. Really good. And I'll get you some, uh, get you some laminated tear off slogan. So when you get roosted, you can just start ripping those things off and you can see where you're going and you look cool doing it. Takamoto. Thanks for supporting the awesome segment called. What's the segment called? Logan, co-host, bro. Takamoto. Yeah, what's the segment they sponsor? Restrando. Right. And Yamaha, makers of awesome four-stroke bikes that happen to just win the Supercross Championship. I like the YZ450 since 2010, but it's taken a little while for it to get put where it was. So outdoor championship last year, Supercross champion this year, and I mean... Like what more can you say? Last Blue crew. Eight, mm. champions. Well, that's all. Yeah. That's 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 and it won our shootout too. So, 
So if uh, if we're going to talk about that, uh, I actually have some questions. Like, what 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 was so bad about that 2010 compared to the one now? Or is it just that James Stewart didn't like it and that just destroyed the bike's reputation? And Jody didn't and Jody like didn't it, like it because it was something new. Okay. Um, I don't, I don't know. So when I was at dirt rider and we were doing all these tests and stuff like that, I had a very diverse group of test riders. In other words, we had, we had, you know, older guys that were vets. We had guys that were novices and we had, you know, the, the, the obligatory pro riders, you know, we had a very diverse group of guys and they, everybody that we used had open minds. They didn't come in like thinking that a KTM sucked Mm -hmm. because back then, well, everybody else thought it. KTM sucked. And like, well, maybe they're not the best, but they have qualities that are definitely unique and good and and some things that needed work on. So there's all these different stuff. So when we would do these comparisons, you know, the job of the, the editor, the guy that's in charge is to make sure that you have a, you know, you have an open-minded group of people that are going to really tell it like it is and explain it. And they're not going to be influenced from kind of other stuff. And I don't really want to know like this sucks. It's like, it's like, this is good and this is good. And, and I didn't like this because of this. Mm-hmm. And so when that Yamaha came out, it was, and it was fuel injected. And I don't get, did they have the tuner app at the time? The, the plug-in one, I think they may have, I don't, I don't totally remember this time, but anyways, it was, it actually worked really good. The suspension was you know how they talk about how the Yamaha suspension is so good now? Mm-hmm. It was that good back then. It didn't change. It, really? Just perception it, did. It, yeah, perception did. It was like, well, you know, yeah, the Yamaha suspension, well, the older chassis, this, all the other stuff. But it wasn't. It was definitely different. But it was the. It was kind of going the right direction. And this is the thing when you make a bike that's a complete big change. Did you make the change to go the right direction or did you make the change to go the wrong direction? And where I'm seeing this now is maybe you can look at the racing with the KTMs. Mm-hmm. You, you you hear, you know, the commentators and stuff talk about, oh, the bike, the bike, the bike, the bike. And and I haven't seen too many tests on the, the bike that I by people that I trust. And I haven't really read a whole, whole lot of them at the time. But I want to ride that bike mm-hmm. to find out, like, because you're not building a bike to – win a supercross championship you're building a bike to sell to people that are going to go ride it right right and i thought the yamaha was a, just a good all-around bike for everybody At the top pros i can definitely definitely see this is 2010 i could see where they had some issues with it mm-hmm. but it didn't stop james stewart from go out there and, and annihilating them for like two weeks or so two or three weeks josh hills as a matter of fact yeah he also they, had success they, on i bike, remember right? these guys up there running up front i'm like going oh that's pretty amazing. And then some, something, it's literally like somebody told him, hey, you know that bike sucks? And these are the head cases that races are. They went, my bike sucks? Yeah. Oh, wow, okay. Uh, maybe it sucks. And then all of a sudden it just spiraled out of control. Mm-hmm. And and I don't know like what, you know, it, it it's, the bike hasn't, in, in my opinion, you know, they say they make, Yamaha's made very pointed, you know, systematic changes to that bike over time. And it's gotten better, you know, each time. And there was, there was a couple of times where for me personally, it, it, they, the changes weren't better, you know, so it, it changes a little bit, but it's always been the same bike. It's the same bike. And I, I would actually, that's, I, we did this with CRF four fifties. Once we rode a 2005, whatever the first 2002, 
2005 and 2008 CRF450Rs, the four strokes. We had basically, we got, we reprepped some very stock ones and they were all completely stock when we wrote them. And it was amazing to ride them. And it was kind of funny because some of the riders go, man, that 2002 is really good. You know, there was characteristics yeah. of it that were good that even in 2005 or eight or whenever we did this, but it would be really interesting to get a brand new 450. This is something, well, somebody else will steal the idea, but nobody listens to this podcast. So mm-hmm. Trevor, we need to go get a 2010 YZ450, get it prepped back to stock and then get a new one and ride them. And then I can explain this more clearly. Yeah, that would be, right. that would be, really, be cool. really cool story. Actually, I want to do this. So I have the the new YZ125. The thing I'm working on now is riding the new YZ125 and my 2005, which is the first year of aluminum frame. The problem is I have modified my 2005. to I, I've actually done like I have stiffer springs in it and actually titanium springs, which is new. And, and I did a little porting to it and it's really good. But I still want to kind of do this you know, back and forth because really the frame hasn't changed. So, you know, that's the thing. It's like some guys aren't in the position to buy a brand new bike, but they, you know, they, they like their 2012 and they go, do I need a new bike? Well, let's, you know, do something that kind of brings it back. But I don't think that bike has changed. It, it, you know, it used to be wide. That's the one thing I'll give it. It used to be really, really wide and they've kind of, they've worked on narrowing it up and dropping the radiators down. So from a visual standpoint, that'd probably be the biggest thing. Mm-hmm. Cause that, so. that's the one thing I've definitely noticed when I first rode this, rode the backwards engine was in, I think 2015 and just that and the, like the, the 2022s, it was just uh, mind boggling. Cause I remember, I remember it. Did, and you're talking about, you're talking about 250Fs. 250Fs. Yes. So, so I, that, that 250F, the, the 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 engine configuration spinning that around yielded a very very big advantage mm-hmm. in power in in the ability to run that intake track the way they can run it get the air filter it's just a it's that's the big advantage that they have just on everybody else and you watch Honda really change their engine the cylinder head architecture to get that air filter in a place the air filter is not back here and down low now it's mm-hmm. up on top and high you know so it's a down it's kind of this downdraft thing and. And uh, and then and then in reality, when you're talking about horsepower that these teams need to make, it's not really in the position of the air filter. It's like what they can do with the whole valve train to to make the less drag up in the valve train to lift the valves sooner, longer, mm-hmm. all this crazy stuff. So, yeah, I want to do that 2010 versus 2020 really cool. something or other. That would be really cool. I'd like to. I'd love. I'd love to do that. I, I mean, I'm going to talk to somebody about that. Mm-hmm. You want to do that, Logan? When were you born? Oh, five. So you were five years old mm-hmm. when this bike came out. <laughs> and you don't care. I would, like, want to know what the differences are. I, I would want to know the differences as well, and I would want to compare it to, say, what the what the guys were complaining about at the time. And I don't just mean, like, you know, the top pros. I mean, like, I want to pull up articles from that time as well. That'd be pretty cool. That I mean, you, you can do a really could, in-depth could, story about this and you, you can do this with any model. You could do such a deep dive on this and the technology and, and there's, you know, like there's really, really good, you know, shows that go into that with the motorcycle stuff, they go into the racing, they talk about the racing, the background, all this, this and that mm-hmm. and the other stuff. But there's, nobody does this with the tech side of stuff. It's mm-hmm. just, it's just, Hey, you know, it's, it's like Instagram. Look at my picture. Me next to my hop. I'm, I'm going to modify this. Get me, send me some products. <laughs> <laughs> so, cool. uh, 
Let's see. So we what? do have two more questions, but Tom Gray. Should, uh, th- no, he this do yeah. uh, Mitchell reinforce. He did say he's asked this twice. So. Okay. Do you have any experience? Oh, Mitchell Rainford for Ford. Do you have any experience with the RTT stabilizer? I just picked one up, but haven't seen much online about them online. A a long time ago, and this is, I mean, we're talking 15 years ago. I believe I got, I I don't know whether I, it was a used bike or it was a bike that came through Dirt Rider or whatever at the time, but it it actually was a steering stabilizer that had a, a a thumb adjuster or something. You could actually adjust the like the you know how the Scots adjust yeah. with a little knob. It had a thing, but then it leaked. <laughs> it leaked all over the place. That's the experience I had. And I think it was the RTT, and I think very quickly they went away from whatever that external adjuster was. Um, or something like that, but no, I do not, I don't have enough to even really com- comment on. I don't know the function of it and, and that man, I might be confusing it with a different one because it's been a while. So not enough to comment on it. Tom Gray, do you have some close course bikes? KX 250F 2010 pop, not backfire or decelerate from the factory with the stock exhaust or is there any issue that an issue I need to look into? So it's, it's a pop, but not a backfire on deceleration. So a lot of times in order to, let's see, 2010. So that's fuel injected. So a lot of times one of the tricks to get rid of compression braking is to add a little bit of fuel on deceleration. So when you're, when it's gone from a high RPM and you back it down, it, it actually adds a little bit of fuel. So there's not as much compression braking, which makes a very rich mixture into the exhaust. And if there's any sort of an air leak, um, and it's usually between most common between the muffler and the header pipe, when air gets in there, it ignites and and it pop. That's an explosion. Or if it's it you know, or if your gasket at the header itself is allowing air in, it can do the same thing. So, because my experience is a lot of times when you it, it'll there's like lean D cell and there's rich D cell, and the pop is the is usually on the rich side, which is kind of common when when a bike that has an engine characteristic, i.e. engine braking, that they try to counteract it with um, a little bit of fueling. So that's that's what I was suspected is. Try siliconing up your muffler to header pipe junction and see if it goes away. And if not, um, let us know. Uh, let us know if, uh, if that helps and makes it go away. But it might still do it at the, the tip of the muffler, at the end of the muffler as well. So it just kind of it just kind of depends because some mufflers in the Kawasaki I want and actually now it's getting me thinking Kawasaki has a really interesting baffling system inside of the muffler because they are the loudest bikes on the track but they sound test very quiet which is strange and I think it has to do with some baffling and at that point you think about a rich charge or some some unburnt fuel gets in that muffler and then it gets exposed to to air it explodes so that could be that too and i think i remember there was a time at the track when we would hear a lot of guys riding around and there would just be these pops for for no for no reason 
And it was like, a, it was a time period when that was a big thing. And I don't remember exactly which bikes or why, but I remember this. So yeah. Cool. That's it. That's about all I've heard about them too. <laughs> He's talking about the steering stabilizer. Yeah. So um, yeah, I don't, I, I wish I could help more. I had one. I, I don't, like I said, it leaked and I couldn't tell you much more about it because I couldn't actually test it. So are you good, Logan? Yeah. Are you still in school? Yes. When do you get out? Week from tomorrow. Week from tomorrow. I got a door project for you. Perfect. Can you put that on the on the, the day after you get out of school? Come over and Thursday. Thursday. Got it. Get some work done here. Um are, we, are you launching a new podcast with Matt? The one where you guys like do your own thing. It's called Tech Talk Taco Wednesday. And you steal all of my viewers and you don't come in on Tuesday. And then all of a sudden, I'm just sitting here like twiddling my thumbs. Then you'll have to go drink at Romero's. Ooh, yeah. Well, Tech Talk t- Tuesday may be canceled in, uh, yeah, whenever Tech these Talk guys Wednesday launch. Coming soon now. <laughs> so, coming to an RSS feed near you. Yeah. Hey, thank you, everybody, for joining in. I want to thank our sponsors again. Yamaha, Takamoto, Scott Sports, Climb. I'm wearing a Climb t-shirt right now. Me too. You're wearing a Climb t-shirt right now. It's because they make awesome gear, and we like supporting companies that support the sport. And when it's getting hot, check out their XC gear. DDC makes awesome sprockets. Unlike you, Logan, I haven't had any chain or sprocket failures for a long time, and I'm probably jinxing myself by saying that. But I had 200 hours on my um, chain and sprocket on my stock KTM one. Right. Imagine how many you'd get with your DDC. I I just rode the entire peninsula of Baja with my DDC sprocket. And if you have a good sprocket, you have less chain problems. Think about that next time you make your chain and sprocket purchase. DDC sells whole kits. You can get a kit from DDC. It's all good. Trail Tech, Fast Company. Click through our links on the website. Go to the Amazon links or especially the Rocky Mountain MC. So if you're going to buy that new Lex pipe, click through the link on the on the test. And I'm going to do an update on that pretty soon after I ride it a little bit more to let you know exactly how it works. And I'm going to update the Amazon pipe on the CRF230. How did that thing work today? Pretty good. Pretty that good. chick was roosting yeah, on that yeah. Amazon pipe CRF230. Absolutely roosting. and yeah. uh, which, which, don't let me forget, after the show, I got to tell you something I found on that bike. Oh, you know, Nate, that's Nate's bike. Oh, yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> I'm fully aware. Was the thing you found spray painted black? Uh, in a way, but it wasn't spray paint. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, the better rider podcast, if you want to become a better rider and all of us do, you can check that out and it gets you into the world of www.jimmylewisoffroad.com. We don't have any school scheduled right now. I'm going to go on tour during the summer, but Paul up at Cispus cycles will announce his schedule soon and uh, come and see us at the tour tech rally. And of course the KTM rally. Uh, during the summer. I don't know if they've announced that yet, but it's going to come. And uh, yeah, good to see everybody on the chat room. Thanks for uh, joining in. Do we have anything else we need to get to, Logan? You want to thank your sponsors? Your dad. My dad. Say, I'd like to thank my dad for for prepping my bikes and teaching me how to prep my bikes. So now he can just sit around and not have to worry about me because I can prep my own bikes. Yeah. Okay. You're going to learn something from me eventually. One of these days. I think that came out of my mouth. Yeah, okay. <laughs> this mouth put a lot of things come out of it. And I don't want you to be responsible for most of them. <laughs> okay, with that, everybody, we will see you out on the trail. So cheers. <laughs>